0: Talk Live, it's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. By the way, uh, Gardner Goldsmith, who has been joining us for Monday nights, will not be joining us tonight because he is feeling very under the weather. He's a little hoarse. Yeah, he's losing his voice, so not good to do a radio show under those (laughs) conditions. Anyway, <laughs> a little join, horse. join us on our website, at freetalklive.com, because all the features on the site are totally free. So take a look and see what I mean. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. We start things out by going straight to the phones and to the fun. It is Zach in South Carolina with a little bit of echo on the line. Hopefully that'll clear up. Zach, you're on Free Talk Live.
1: I have um, some good news out of South Carolina. Our anti real ID legislation got through our Senate. Last week, and it will be going to the House this week.
0: What are the What are the parameters but, on the legislation of which you speak?
1: Um, right now, it's not that strong. It is just refusing um, compliance until the federal government funds it and mm. changes it to ensure privacy. But um, it it could still be amended once it's in the House. Yeah, to make it stronger.
0: Well, at least it's something. I mean, you guys are moving in the right direction. Um, of course, yeah,
1: it's better t- than the people complying. Right. Now, I have
0: to... now, in order for it to go through, then all the federal government has to do is send some money along and say, cross their fingers and say, we promise we won't give away information because, as we showed on Saturday night, uh, trusting the federal government with your privacy is about an insane, uh, as insane of a move as you can get, considering they sold out the Japanese Americans during World War II. Yeah,
1: and then I also got some sad news this morning when I read the paper. Um, one of our more libertarian state senators who fought for years to lift the ban on tattooing in the state and has recently introduced legislation for medical marijuana died this weekend.
0: Oh, hmm. well, did he die naturally?
1: Um, he had a stroke.
0: I guess I guess that's natural, but uh, yikes, no fun. Sorry to hear about that. You say he was somewhat libertarian. Well, he had
1: worked for a while, and he got the ban on tattoo parlors in South Carolina lifted. That's good. And then he was just starting to work on medical marijuana.
0: Can you imagine, Mark, a ban on tattoo parlors? It's so bizarre! What? What the <laughs> heck? I mean, why?
2: I I can't imagine why you would want to ban tattoo parlors. But and and if people want tattoos, they're, it's not like they're banning tattoos. They're just Go to North Carolina or Georgia to get him.
0: What was the uh, what was the senator's name? It was Bill Mesher. Well, you know, uh, hopefully someone will pick up his ball and and start running with it. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, is there anybody else who's medical marijuana fr- friendly there in South Carolina? Um,
1: I don't know the the bill hasn't. Um, gotten too far. It's still in committee right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so it it, gosh, it really didn't
1: work. to any vote or anything.
0: It it barely even uh, it, it almost passed here in New Hampshire this year, but I mean, I, I can imagine it's going to have a lot of a tough, a much more tougher time uh, down in South Carolina. And and keep us informed. And Zach, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the toll free number. That's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, Zach seems to call in and. He normally gives us sort of like a South Carolina update, and uh, I think it's good that he's looking on the bright side. He's uh, he's still in South Carolina. I don't know if he's a Free State Project member. I Should probably ask him that next time he calls. But it's like he's he's looking at, at he's trying to find as much good news as he possibly can as he possibly can to relay about what's going on in his state and. I guess it's good to look on the bright side because in most states there there's not much of a bright side. You know, um, it, and what you're
2: doing in most states is uh, hoping that the politicians do the right thing. And uh, you know, historically, um, in all of the states, they haven't. Um, they believe that they uh, th- that they own your property. They believe that they own your body, and uh, they're going to tell you what you're going to be able to do with both of those things.
0: You know, he mentioned real ID at the beginning of his call, and we've talked about that. Oh, we talked about that Saturday night, um, in that some states have been rejecting this whole national id concept and that's good it's good for america because when the when some of the states stand up for themselves and say for whatever reason i know some of the bureaucrats are are only doing it cuz they aren't getting money but for whatever the reason when some states stand up to the feds and say no that's a good thing because it sort of puts them back in their place to some extent mm-hmm. unfortunately they don't really have the same situation in the united kingdom because you know, there aren't 50 states to make decisions. There aren't decisions. any states, are there? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, do, do they consider Scotland and uh, Great Britain states? I'm not sure how that all works.
2: Well, Great Britain's um, the, the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Is another word
0: for United Kingdom, then? Great Britain is right. another word for United Kingdom? I, I, I would say that that's the case. I think
2: Britain may be the island. So it's
0: England uh, and Scotland. Gosh. Is but, Ireland included?
2: Um, Northern Ireland or Southern Ireland, one of those parts that belongs yeah. to, uh um, you know, the the Commonwealth.
0: Either way, it's not quite the same situation. Things are a little bit more centralized there as far as their government is concerned. They're moving a little bit faster on the whole national ID front. And as you may be aware, if you've listened to the show for a while, there's a very, very active anti-national ID organization over there. They call themselves no To id And they've been very busy with op- opposing this new government ID that they're trying to shove down everyone's throats however there's been some secrets revealed on the government side that probably won't come as much of a shock to you but nonetheless mm-hmm. this, sh- this should be reported on uh the government according to the daily mail faces damaging claims of misleading voters over id cards after documents revealed get this it always planned to make the controversial scheme compulsory of course it did well they were saying that it, oh, oh no voluntary voluntary have to do this Whitehall Papers, which the government has fought for two years to suppress, disclose that Labor intended to force the public to sign up for the program. They appear to contradict commitments given by Labor in its 2005 election manifesto, which pledged that the cards containing people's names, addresses, fingerprints, and other information would be, quote, on a voluntary basis, unquote. The briefing notes released under the Freedom of Information Act show that civil servants had already been told that ID cards would be compulsory for everyone by 2014. So, yeah, maybe it would have been voluntary at first. Yeah, until 2014. Opposition MPs said the papers proved that the government had purposely set out to mislead the public and politicians about their plans. The Department for Work and Pensions uh, ID Fraud Benefit Profile was produced in October 2004 and designed to show how the project would cut fraud. In a table illustrating the predicted yearly savings expected by the department, it states that from 2014, which is year 7 of the project, the identity card scheme is now compulsory. But 18 months later, the then Home Secretary insisted the scheme was voluntary. He told MPs that, "quote, in accordance with the Labour Party's election manifesto, we will introduce ID cards on a initially on a voluntary basis." Well, they should have figured it out from that quote. He didn't. He didn't really lie there. He just sort of stepped around did a little dancing.
2: It seems obvious. The papers also. I can't imagine why they would uh, make a uh, a real ID kind of situation and not make
0: it voluntary. What good is it? You know what? We've actually got somebody calling in from uh, from England, and uh, oh wait a minute, no, we're not. Mm. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was someone named Scotland calling from England. Uh, just reading my phone screening stuff, we're wrong. Anyway, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The papers also undermine claims by ministers that the scheme would have the fifty million pounds lost to benefit sheets. The internal briefing reveals that were reveals that were much quoted savings were were purely guesswork by officials. So they're claiming they're. They're trying to uh, claim as much as they possibly can about these cards in order to sell them sure. to the British population. They're saying, oh, well, not only is it going to be voluntarily init- uh, voluntary initially, uh, they're also saying that, well, it'll save us money on uh, benefit sheets, which are welfare frauds, people mm-hmm. that are using maybe fake IDs or whatever uh, to get welfare in the United Kingdom. They're saying, oh, it'll be 50 million pounds we'll save, turns out. Not so. Uh, it, the, the document says note the perceived losses to identity fraud to be between 25 and 50 million per annum due to the nature of our business processes and recording of monetary value of fraud and error the figures are unreliable therefore DWP can only sign up to a maximum saving in the area of 25 million per annum. Hmm. So they're they're off by you know
2: 100%. <laughs> well, no surprise that government's exaggerating about uh, funds one way or the other.
0: The first ID cards are due to be issued in 2009, so get ready, Britons. To anybody who applies for a passport, you'll be required to give fingerprints, biometric details, such as a facial scan. They're really starting hard and heavy with this thing. And a wealth of personal details, They're including. They're going to do a facial
2: scan. That way, they can find you in a crowd with those uh, little camera cameras, gizmos, yeah. of the, gizmos of theirs any
0: place they want. Don't forget, you'll also have to give up a lot of personal information, more so than Americans will, including second homes, driver's license, and even insurance numbers. Uh, it's on the way, 800 259 9231. I hope you guys do your best to stand up and oppose this. More on the way, your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. That includes archives, an entire year's worth of the show. Front page of the site for your downloading convenience. You just go get them. They're free at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to talk with New Hampshire natives and those who've made the move, hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project, as well as discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I tell you, Mark, this uh, whole Free State Project thing is so exciting. Um, we just got together over the weekend with some of the people in the local area, and you think to yourself, I thought, I would have, I thought to myself, okay, it's Easter Sunday. Everybody's going to use Easter Sunday as an excuse not to come out and do anything. Right. There was a what, Monadnock Pork meet right. and greet. The Monadnock Porcupines meet and greet, which is Monadnock is the area, the region of New Hampshire that we live in, mm-hmm. uh, the southwestern corner of the state. And uh,
2: normally, I heard in uh, over in uh, Manchester,
0: the Merrimack area, they can get 70 people at theirs. I believe it. There's a lot of people living over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, normally the turnouts are pretty good at the Monadnock um, Porks meet and greets. And so I thought, well, maybe we'd have five people. I, that that was being optimistic. And we had 17 on Easter Sunday. I mean, just incredible, just incredible activists. These people, nobody, I mean, very few people used an excuse. ...on this particular day, when it would have been very easy for them to just stay at home Mm -hmm. and done nothing. But it's just just one example of how dedicated uh, the people... in And it wasn't really even an activist meeting. The meet and greets just hang out. It's just socializing. So not only was it um, 17 people, but we left after two and a half hours... Yeah, it was it was long. I I left before I think anybody left. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was I was out there reading. for almost two. Right, our man uh, Danny uh, was uh, was here in town. Uh, the gentleman who created the Columbine game, who we interviewed on the show, mm-hmm. he was here, getting us on camera, interviewing us about video games and free speech, which was pretty cool. Uh, so it was nice meeting him and kind of took him to the meeting and he hung out with everybody there. So anyway, just uh, it's great. It's a great time and Pork Fest is going to be like that times well 50. There's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, so looking forward to seeing you as well. Let's go to the phones, your calls about anything. Let's talk to Chris in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Chris? Hello. Hey, you're on the air.
3: Okay. Uh, I was calling because um, I want to run for president of the United States. And, uh, How old not, are you? I am 29.
0: All right. Okay. Six years.
3: Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that needs definitely change. What's your
0: um, What's your plan, Chris?
3: Uh, my complete plan
0: i don't, you don't have to get, you don't have to go over the whole thing, maybe the executive summary like what's going to make you different? How are you going to run? Are you going to run with a party behind you? that sort of thing how are you the gonna, how are you going to mend the constitution
3: <laughs> well um, I truly believe that if over fifty percent of the American people want a person to be the president, that that person should be the president now it will be considered by all other governments to be revolution and that I would be the leader of this particular revolution, um but hmm. I think that um I think that um you shouldn't necessarily have to wait four years to uh have a different president. I mean, if one president is doing really bad, i mean you you can get that guy out of there and uh, I think so you're saying
0: the, you're going to run for president before it's actually an election cycle well
3: or? i you know I think I could do it during an election. But the way the elections are, I mean, you've got to be rich, and not everybody's rich. so
0: I mean, It helps. That's a, that certainly does help. Well. Or you can know some rich people. That helps, too.
3: Yeah, but then when you become president, you owe those rich people you know, mm. for putting you in. So, um, I mean, I'm a normal, I'm just a regular guy, just like everybody. Okay. And uh, I think that's definitely what sets me apart, because, you know, all the presidents that, during my entire life, every president has been a puppet to their parties. I mean, even if a libertarian president were to be the president, he would still like he would push the libertarian uh their policies, you know, what 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 they all want, you know, his quote-unquote quote base.
0: Well, libertarians tend to want way less government, so hopefully that's what they would be doing. And and yeah, one I of mean, the purposes of a party
2: is just to have an idea a better idea what it is that person
0: stands for. Yeah. And I see where you're coming from, but I still don't quite have a really an understanding of what it is you want to do exactly.
3: Oh, okay. Um what I I have just uh a few ideas. Let me say first that when people say, oh, what what will you do when you're the president, um, it's literally a question that is uh, completely pointless. I mean it does it does get a certain point across, but um you know, they say, Oh, well, I'll do this and I'll do that but then, you know, planes fly into buildings and everything goes out the window, you know, so mm-hmm. I think it's uh, – I would say what I would do as president would be roll with the shots, whatever happens. You know, I mean, Mexico invades the United States on my third day of the presidency. What do I do, you
0: know? now I can
2: see why the American people would be falling all over themselves (laughs) to elect you. (laughs) You're you're already
0: already doing a great job of dodging questions as they come (laughs) at you. No, 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 no.
3: I'll answer – the very first thing – I I know what I'll do the very first thing. Change the um, pay of the president of the United States – to the country's minimum wage. That would be the very first thing I could yeah, do.
0: Yeah, that's not too shabby. I think that's, that's a good idea. I think it's a good proposal. Now, but, and, uh, but what I really would like to know is n- not so much what you're going to do when you get elected, yeah. but as an independent candidate, someone who's not going to ally themselves with any political party. Yeah. You, yeah, you understand, I'm sure, that there are a lot of people that attempt to run for president in the way that you, um or, or at least as I understand it so far, maybe I don't completely understand, but there are a lot yeah. of people that run as so-called independents. They maybe get qualified on one state ballot, and of course... Usually
2: that state's New Hampshire.
0: <laughs> and of course, they're just not able to actually win the election it's just not possible and of course very very few people even know that they're running for office so what are you going to do to separate yourself from that pack of of no-name candidates
4: well
3: um i guess you could say what i'm doing now i mean i'm only talking to two people and i've only really spoken to like friends and family Mm -hmm. not really much so much family more friends about it than um and it is unrealistic. I'll tell you, like, I'm, I'm the first person that will tell you there's no way I'm ever going to become the president. And the reason why is because of this thing. I mean, I mean, I don't know if anyone can say what it is that keeps literally the president, like, only... I don't know. I, I think that there are more people that don't vote than do vote.
0: I agree with that.
3: And if those people could... Well, you know, it's every year, every time you hear about an election, you always hear people saying, "Go, go and vote." You know, I'm not trying to like steal any votes from the Democrats or the Libertarians. Well, they don't the, own
0: uh, their votes, so you can't steal votes from anyone. They don't. Well, own you,
3: you know, the whole stealing of votes. Sure. Uh,
0: yeah, it's a fallacy. I I, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. And. and um, I mean, but, I see where you're coming from. It sounds like you want to activate the sleeping masses, but in order to activate the sleeping masses, you've got to get your message out there. I presume you're going to use the Internet because that's just a cheap way to do things. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, are yeah you, I, is, is the rest of your campaign going to be calling talk shows? Because what else are you going to do? <laughs> well,
3: um... Chris? I... I It's hard to explain. Okay, well, as you figure it out, I'm
0: very curious about this. So as you figure it out. See,
3: how you're very curious, I'm sure a lot of people
0: are. You let us know, Chris, what you plan on doing, and we'll follow your campaign here on Free Talk Live. How about that? It'll be a little bit of exposure for you. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. You know, is the packet eight lastly it's
2: it's Episcopals that get elected, so I, he's got he's to convert to be Episcopal.
0: <laughs> really? I did. That's a fun fact that I didn't know. <laughs> more coming up. You take control. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. Dot free talk dot com. This Free Talk Live is your show and you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800-259-9231 That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system awaits over 200,000 posts. That's right. 200,000, I think we a lot. 210,000 at this point. Close also, to a quarter million posts. Yeah, that'll be good to say yep. when we finally get there. Uh, also, uh, we've got over 1,300 people interacting, so there's a wide variety of topics. There are serious issues, fun stuff, you'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Now you
2: can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents, like your will or a living trust, in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com.
0: To the phones, to the fun. It's Tony in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Tony. Hi, fellas. What's on your mind?
5: Uh, I'm catching up on last week's shows, and uh, there was a lot of discussion of money and banking. Yes. And uh, so I wanted to uh, point out a few issues that didn't come up but I think are really important to point out. Okay, certainly. Uh, first thing was a little bit of confusion. Uh, Money back currency, like you know, gold and silver, is not incompatible with fractional reserve banking.
2: No, it's not. No, did right. someone say it
5: was? Uh, I don't. I got that impression. Uh, I don't know a couple shows back there.
2: Okay. Um. No, you can absolutely take. Uh, you know, a bank could take in. Um. You know, there there could be. It could be legal for a bank to take in one ounce of gold and then uh, lend out ten ounces of gold as a result.
0: It could be um, possible for them to do that. I don't know if they would do it at such a ratio as they currently do today. They may have to have a lower ratio in order to get insurance uh, because the federal government won't be there to back anybody's accounts up with the FDIC insurance. So they'd have to have like Lloyd's of London or some other you know, private insurer actually making sure that they were doing sound business. And, uh, and therefore, sure. I think that uh, things might be a little bit safer.
5: Well, essentially, you know, the the more uh, liquid your deposit is, uh, the the less uh, you, the less interest you make on it, right? So, a checking account you pay for, a uh, savings account uh, you have to show up to get your money out. It takes a little longer. They give you a low interest rate, mm-hmm. and if you buy a CD, which is an agreement to not take your money back for a year or two years, they give you a high interest rate. Mm-hmm. So right. All, all those things work out just fine under under uh, a metal backed currency.
0: That, that you make a great point, and, and I agree completely. What do you think a more realistic ratio would be like? Since right now they, I think they tend to lend like ten dollars out for every one that they get in. Do you think that would lower to three to one or five to one or something?
5: Um, I couldn't really say. I mean, I don't. I'm not in the banking business. I don't know what what goes into uh, how you figure out what your reserve should be. But because right. um, you I don't think, want to get I caught with your pants FDIC, down, you definitely get more. You will get more conservative banking without uh, the ridiculous government insurance policy right. on you know, every deposit.
0: Now, you say there was another factor that you caught that you wanted to point out.
5: Well, yeah, the next thing is that, uh, you know, I I really like metal-backed currency, but it does have a very serious shortcoming that you guys don't bring up, and I think...
6: I'm interested uh, in what it is. That are,
5: <laughs> the people that are interested in, in uh, metal currency should know this. It's uh, deflation. Uh, deflation on the surface uh, sounds like a good thing. It's the general decrease in prices and a general increase in the value of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an economy grows, the wealth represented by each piece of gold is greater. So, you know, a growing economy leads to inflation if you have a fixed amount of money in the money supply.
0: A right? growing e- economy leads to – you mean price increases? Because inflation is an increase in a, uh, is an increase in the money supply. And deflation well, a, a growing is a decrease.
5: Economy, I mean a, a growth in wealth. So if you have the same number of tokens, pieces of gold, representing a greater amount of, of wealth, mm-hmm. each piece of money is worth more.
0: I right. see where I see where you're coming from on that mm-hmm.
5: okay, so if your money that's is presuming
0: that's presuming the uh, the amount of gold is static that like they aren't it, mining it, new gold
5: right it's roughly static silver is is actually there's a lot of reasons silver's a little bit better than gold they mine silver faster, but um, they both have the same problem so if your money is deflating, why would you invest it in a business venture you have to make you have to make more profit your your profit has to exceed the increase in the value of your money and the time it takes you to make those profits.
0: Now, under what circumstances would a metal-backed currency actually deflate? Because what you've pointed out is that as wealth increases, the value will will go up. Um, right. Of those so, but
5: if by holding on to a, to your money, it's going to gain value just by holding it. You need to. It takes more to convince you to invest it in something where you get a, a return in the future. You're going to get a return in the future by doing nothing.
2: I Do feel on like a metal-backed currency. Or in, or in I a deflationary like, period?
5: In general, in a deflationary period of any currency.
2: Okay, yeah, that makes uh, sense. Uh,
5: specifically, uh, metalback currencies are, are more prone... To uh, deflation than, than say the FRNs. At, well, I can uh, see how that would be Ford bad for inflation.
2: somebody who builds luxury yachts or um, you know b- items that one doesn't need. But when you when you're talking about eggs, milk, butter, things that people absolutely need, gasoline, things that have people absolutely need, you're still going to see that segment of the a large segment of the economy continue to uh, go because people's lifestyles uh, you know they're not going to want to uh, see a downturn in their lifestyle.
0: Right, and you no, know
5: absolutely. I the, the, uh, anything that you can put off to buying tomorrow is better. Why would you buy it today if you could buy it tomorrow? Cheaper? I don't know how, you how
0: pronounced the. I don't know. I, I I think there's something missing here. It's from so what you're bad saying. for the economy to invest.
2: I mean, that's that. It seems. I don't know. That doesn't seem yeah, bad to me. I
0: think there's something missing here from what you're saying. In that, for instance, there's not necessarily going to be, uh, you know, in in a metal-backed currency marketplace, fiat's mm-hmm. not going to have a chance. So in In our current marketplace, gold and silver tend to go up so much because, well, they're keeping up with the rate of inflation. So I don't know how quickly – I mean, yes, the wealth pie will definitely increase, and it will increase at a faster rate than it is today in a free market future. However, I don't know – I think you're underestimating the – However, whatever the role of the mon- of the money providers in society would be, because remember, there would also be competition between monies as well. And I don't know how that would end up factoring into all of this, but I feel like there's something out there that I can't quite put my finger on as to, uh, to, to go back and I, I guess to counter what you're suggesting here. My question, I suppose, for you at this point is, well, if metal-backed currencies have downsides, and I'm sure there are downsides to them. They're certainly way better than fiat, you would agree. And also, what would you propose, perhaps, as a, you know, as an alternative? Fail safe.
5: Well, that's not. I, there is no fail safe, and that's part of the marketplace. Um, you, you don't get these kind of guarantees. But the people who control money, the the banks in a free market, uh, are going to kind of be the the safe of of. Preventing something like the the Great Depression, which is essentially is a, was a deflationary spiral,
0: we found but that it, the the Great Depression was brought on by the policies of the Federal Reserve and I, Federal I, I, Banking. Don't,
5: I don't disagree but but the the thing that made the Great Depression so bad is the positive feedback that deflation causes so once during that time when the dollar was deflating. Uh, there, there was nothing they could do as, as the dollar deflated more, the economy stagnated more, which right. caused more deflation, and it just ran everything into the ground.
0: I'm still not, so just, it, I, I guess, you know, I'm not a monetary expert. This is why I have trouble thereby. with all this. But I'm still yeah. having trouble envisioning the, and I understand it, it may happen, but I'm tr- having trouble envisioning these market circumstances that would bring about deflation with a metal backed uh, currency. If people are confused, continuously... I know that it happens
2: in metal backed currencies.
0: If people are continuously investing their their money and creating new things and new wealth is, is being created, I don't see. I mean, there'd have to be a severe sort of something well, severe to happen because people to... aren't buying is, is essentially the reason.
5: Right, and consumption goes down because it, you know if, if you could buy it cheaper
0: tomorrow, you don't buy it today.
2: One of the things that's um, but
0: there are always those. That's how I am. Now, I am a buyer that's like that. Um, I buy will, tomorrow.
2: People will be motivated to do what it is that you do. Currently, you might as well spend now. That's because not true. People tomorrow, are
0: always motivated to be the first on the block. That you are always going to have people that want to be the first early. The I am saying adopters. incentivized.
2: How's how's this? Uh, people, people, people will be financially incentivized to save rather than, um, you know, to, to save their well, money. Well, if everybody's you put it saving it in a drawer and it'll be
0: worth more tomorrow. I see what you're saying, but you're not going to have enough drawers to put a bunch of money into. You're going to have to have it at a bank. And if everybody is saving their money, then the banks are going to lower their interest rates uh, in order to, as far as what they're paying out to the people who are saving, so they can... Uh, so they can encourage people to go ahead and spend the damn money. Well, it's not they, they'll just do it because they have plenty important of money. Point there, Ian. Yeah, you brought
5: up an important point. Is that um, right? It, interest rates keep going down, but you can't have a negative interest rate if the if inflation is so bad that the interest rate needs to be zero or negative. The banks don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I see where you're
0: coming from, but they can charge higher fees, so you can't have a negative interest rate. Thank you for the call. There's more on the way here. You can take control and bring up anything, and still, people love to spend. I think you're underestimating that. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That would be the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231, 800 259 9231 and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show, however, by digging Free Talk Live. We want you to go and dig our show. Now, dig.com is a website, one of the most popular sites on the Internet right now. I think it's in the top 100 uh, websites, and they've added a, a podcasts section. We're doing fairly well in the news category. We're the number two show, right beneath a show that's now defunct. Oh, that's the good. Penn, the Penn Jillette Show. Great guy. Love it. Love love Penn. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we need to do better than we currently are, and we could use your help. So go to dig.freetalklive.com. Uh, that's dig, D I G G, or you can misspell it. D I G works too. Uh, dig.freetalklive.com and dig our show. If you've already dug the show, then what you should do is dig something else on the website. That way um, it locks in your dig for Free Talk Live. And if you want, you can go to news.freetalklive.com and join the free market diggers and really go crazy with, uh, with dig.com and promoting pro-freedom, uh, articles and that sort of thing on their website. So take a look-see and help us out at dig.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, it's Alex in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Alex. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. What's on your mind?
7: Well, I was listening to, uh, the recent caller and I thought uh, I'd call in with my own thoughts on things. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so the first off, he was was talking about uh, how fractional reserve can exist under a metal bank currency, which is true because it has happened before in the past, especially with central banking in the United States. Um, But he went on to say that uh, CDs and things like that are are evidence of fractional reserve. And um, I'd just like to point out the fact that uh, CDs and, and investments like that, they're called time deposits, and they're different than demand deposits. Like a demand deposit is something in which you give in money and you get you know a banking note for it, and then you go immediately and you say, well, like here I want I want the money back, and therefore 100% of that demand deposit has to be backed by the gold. If it's fractional reserve, then only a portion of that will be backed. By the demand deposit. So the mm-hmm. demand deposit is basically a bank note that could be exchanged at any point in time, and there has to be 100% backed by it. If it, if there's not 100% backed by it, then it's not. Uh, uh, then it's not, then That's it's correct. Reserve. So they'd
0: have to have enough gold in there, or silver or whatever. They'd have to have enough of it in the bank in order to pay out should they actually have that demand come to them.
7: Right. They would have to have under 100 percent. They would have to have 100 percent of the banking notes prevailing. Have to um, they have to have that much gold in their vault uh, under a fractal reserve? Demand deposits will only have a, a certain fraction of that, like 50 percent or 70 percent. Right. But
0: it only becomes a problem if there's a run on the bank.
7: Uh, yeah, that it really only becomes a problem if there is a run on the bank. bank but uh, a lot of people, including the Austrians, believe that, for instance, uh, that doesn't justify things. For instance, uh, because inflation at all is not only detrimental to the economy, it's also uh, hurting property rights. So because you're inflating and you're making other people, uh,
0: how would operate. a bank? Uh, how would a bank be able to? And it's con- lying. How would a bank huh? be able yeah, to? Right,
7: exactly, it's fraudulent.
0: Right. Okay. So, presuming that the banks were being honest about the fact that they were fractional reserve banking, and just to recap for those of you that are just tuning in, fractional reserve is where you deposit one, uh, you deposit a dollar to the bank that you have, and they lend out $10 uh, to that $1 that you've deposited. Now, that's what's going on today. They aren't very upfront about the fact that that's how they do business. So, in a more free market environment... If a bank were to be operating in that way and it were to be more obvious that they were doing that, what would be some ways that another bank could compete with them uh, and make it – how could they sell it to their customers that, well, the fact that we aren't doing fractional reserve or that we're only doing a 2-to-1 ratio instead of a 10-to-1 ratio, how could they sell that to their customers to show that they're a better bank?
7: Well, I don't. Well, that's just, that's just the thing. I don't think that in the long run those kind of banks would exist. I think for the most part, in order to make it legal – Uh, the bank would have to put on the bank note, um, may not be redeemable on demand. Mm. So in essence, the demand demand deposit all of a sudden is converted into a time deposit in which you don't get your money when you say you want your money. So I think these kind of notes would be sort of reduced in value on the market, in in a free market, in comparison to those demand deposits that say, uh, at at any time you come to our bank, you can receive 100% of of uh, you know your banknote, and uh, I think those will sort of prevail and come out on top. That's so, a
0: great point. I'll I be, know what I'd rather have in my wallet are notes that are going to be backed at any time. I mean,
2: it's it, it, I think that everybody would feel that way. Essentially, if I had a shoebox and I put um, three coffee beans in that shoebox, and then I gave out – Thirty pieces of paper that told people you have the right to one of my coffee beans. Mm-hmm. Thirty pieces of paper for the three beans that I have. Now you cross you,
0: your fingers and hope that they now you call.
2: understand what fractional reserve lending is. Thirty people people have a piece of paper saying that they can have one of my coffee beans. I only have three freaking coffee beans.
0: Maybe uh, maybe a fractional reserve bank would find some level in success in lending to, for instance, questionable. Uh, questionable clients. I don't
2: think see how it could exist in a uh, market yeah. where a bank, um, you know, didn't do fractional reserve lending. I don't mm-hmm. see how they, um, a fractional reserve lending bank, could exist.
0: Alex, did you have anything to say to his claim that uh, deflation would be likely or po- very, very possible in this sort of an economy where wealth is well, yeah. con- constantly increasing?
7: Well, yeah, deflation is a natural thing in an economy. It's called growth deflation, and the idea is that as an economy grows, as we have more investment, um, there are more goods and services available, and thus. Uh purchasing power is basically denoted as you know you take one gold coin and how much can this gold coin you know purchase? if you add more to that um, that list of what it could purchase, the purchasing power increases, thus deflation occurs. so the concept is that as an economy grows, there is deflation there's nothing wrong with that. do you feel and, uh, like he on, do, you do you feel like what he suggested
0: it. would be true in that this constant sort of deflation factor might uh might encourage more people to just hoard their money and and not spend it?
7: Uh, well, that's the idea. If deflation was an immediate thing, like for instance in in fiat, I can see that being true in, in like in like nowadays, where fiat currency, they can all all of a sudden cut back the money supply immediately and drastically. Uh, I can see that happening. But as far as an economy is concerned, uh, growth deflation takes time. It's not an immediate thing. It doesn't happen in one year. Like you know, the Federal Reserve can say, "All right, we're going to remove billions of dollars from the economy, causing deflation tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And that will happen, and people will understand that. People will hoard money. But I think under a free uh, economy, that really doesn't happen.
0: And you know what? I mean, even if the people did hold their money, even if they knew, even if it became widespread monetary knowledge, uh, f- fiscal understanding became more uh, more widespread, and people knew that if they held on to their money, they'd get uh, – you know, they'd make more in the future. They'd be able to buy more in the future. Wouldn't that also just – I mean, even though they'd still technically – be winners by doing that wouldn't the rest of the people who actually went ahead and invested into things and and did things with their money be more likely to have bigger success i mean they'd they'd be risking you know they'd be taking a risk on on buying things or investing in businesses and that sort of thing and so eventually their payoff would be much larger of course than would the people who just decided to sit on their money
7: yeah i would expect so the investment the reason why they're investing is because they understand that at some point in time in the future they're going to reap enough profits to make up or, you know the growth deflation and risk and and uh, interest rates et cetera so entrepreneurs calculate all these things in, and entrepreneurs in a growing economy will calculate growth deflation into their equation of should I take on this uh this process or not
0: plus and, those uh, people that uh, those people that just want to sit on their money. Uh, they're less than likely to put it in a drawer somewhere and more likely to put it in a bank and sit on it there. And there are people, plenty of people that do that today. They don't know about inflation. They don't realize that they're losing their, their money actually by doing this. But the, you know, the the concept that is in their head is still valid, and that is, well, if I put this away and sit on it, I'll get an interest payment and my money will grow and I won't have to take any risks. There are those types of people that, that are scared of taking risks as far as investments are concerned, so they go the safe route and they just throw it in a savings account or, a, or something like that or a CD. And that just means that there's more in a in a free market economy with metal backed currency, that would mean that the banks that have those depositors, those, you know, risk I don't like risk depositors would, risk have, would have more gold and silver in their vault in order to loan out to those who are willing to take the risk. So those people are actually very important to have in an economy, wouldn't you say? Uh
7: I don't know. I I think well there's some banking theory that I can get into, and I'm not sure if, if like, for instance, it would be fractional reserve if they were to go ahead and lend that out. It means that the people would have to put their money into time deposits like CDs and stuff. Well, yeah, that's fine that people are investing their money and getting, uh, gaining interest rates. But I, I think that growth deflation is a very slow thing that happens in the economy. It's not a rapid thing at all, and all it does is increase the standard of living of all individuals. And entrepreneurs right. understand growth deflation, and they'll calculate the stuff into their equations of should I take this process on or not. And, uh, so under this growth def- under growth there- deflation,
0: then uh, everybody's a winner, is what you're saying?
7: Yeah, it, and it's it's not something that discourages investment or consumption or any of this nature, and it's 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 what should happen in a natural, healthy economy. And I would also like to point out the fact that if the price of gold is increasing, um, it could also happen that people want to use it more for jewelry or for luxury goods. And uh, this might encourage individuals to mine more gold or more silver. And, of course, so, we yeah, haven't yeah. even
0: talked about the uh, the other things that might come out to back currencies or whatever the competition might end up being. We don't even know what that would be at this point. Uh, hey, Alex, right. thanks for the call. Great one. Awesome. Very informative. 800-259-9231. CJ's on the line. He wants to talk about cutting his teeth on his I guess one of his very first activism things he's done. Also, Jay in Florida, your calls as well about what you want. Hour 2's coming up, with Free Talk Live. Our archives website and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. <laughs> Free Talk Live, we launched into hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 the packet net toll-free line for you, and it it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com, where all the features are totally free. Now, you can compare our features to the other talk show hosts, uh, the radio talk show hosts features on their sites. Well, you might be able to compare them, but they don't let you into most of their sites. Right. So good it's luck di- with that.
2: It's difficult to even know what the size of our – we. I believe that we have one of the um, largest radio websites, talk shows out there there's anywhere. N-
0: there's no doubt that Free Talk Live's site is the largest free content uh, website, yeah. uh, radio talk show website out there. And I would say that we may very well be the largest radio website, uh, radio be. talk show website out there. Uh, all right, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. We got people hold on very patiently, so we're going to the phones and to the fun. It is CJ on the amplifier line, calling from Oklahoma. CJ, you're on the air.
8: Hi, guys.
0: Hey, um, what's on your mind, sir?
8: Well, I have had a very exciting day, and it is going to culminate with a, an even more exciting day tomorrow. Um, the I go to southwestern Oklahoma State University. It's a small regional college in Oklahoma, um, okay. and I I. Cutting my activism teeth so I can prepare for when I move to the Free State in 2008.
0: Cool. I think that's a great idea. I think a lot of people should consider doing what you're doing, and that is if they know they're coming to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, that uh, and they know generally like when they're going to come, whether it be two years from now or five years from now, to get started now, to, uh, to, to go and sort of get your feet wet in the activism game and uh, write letters to the editor, get active with maybe your local libertarian group uh, – if there if there even is such a
8: thing. There, there, there's really not much one it's pretty much me and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just me
0: <laughs> you know, in many cases that's where that's how it is you know you've just got to fund yeah. things yourself, you've got to get out there yourself uh, get, you know do the world's smallest political quiz, but what did you decide to do and what, what well, got you excited? It wasn't,
8: it wasn't so much a liberty issue it was um, the the college Republicans on campus have brought in a speaker by the name of dr. Uh, David Yeagley. he's a Native American speaker who's been on some uh, national talk shows, you know, Fox News and things like that, and he is. Um, he, he, this may not hard, may be hard to believe, but he's a white supremacist.
2: A white supremacist American Indian?
9: Yes,
8: yes, I know. Um, it's hard to believe, but he is baffling. And um, I mean, I, he makes statements like, um, you know, uh, white people are the you know the, the great race, and they this isn't a nation of immigrants and things like that. Anyway, these, they're bringing him to campus, and then some of the statements he's made are just i mean completely uncalled for and what does he and, want um, i mean if, if he's a, apparently
2: uh, he's getting uh, he wants speaking gigs and he's getting them
0: i guess so otherwise yeah. i mean why doesn't he just kill himself if that's what he yeah, believes in? or or I go don't. and be a slave for someone if that's what he wants I,
2: he makes he makes he
8: likes to like throw out pejoratives like darky and things like that gross on his blog yeah yeah and the, they they're paying this guy to come visit our campus
9: hmm.
8: so i am um, I found out about the, this guy, and, and I saw the signs, and I looked him up on the Internet, found out just what exactly he believed in, and made a flyer out of some of his own statements. Oh, cool. And I have spent all day today passing that flyer around campus, and it has actually created a firestorm on campus. It's a single day I went from
0: being
2: just... But yeah nobody would like people. nobody likes that kind of statement. Yeah, um, no, no
0: yeah. wait, I got it. I'm curious though what's your goal in doing this because what you are it seems to me that you are succeeding in promoting his speech far better than the campus republicans ever would have been able to. So
9: Yes,
8: yes, but I at the same time am drawing attention to the fact that the college republicans are you know that that they they're not doing they're either promoting racism, or they're not doing their homework on who they're bringing on campus. Right. Okay. I
2: think that people should be called out for when they do something. Um, you yes. Know, that when, they, you know, when they're, when they're I, bigots, I think you should call them out. I agree completely.
0: I was just wondering what the goal of this was, what the well, purpose. And,
8: and, and that's basically the goal, is, is when groups on campus are going to you know, bring people on campus, they either, you know, they either need to have their agenda straight or they need to know who it is they're bringing on campus. Because I think Pat, that what you're they,
0: doing is I think that what you're doing is probably going to be effective, considering you're attacking the campus Republicans. But on the yeah. other hand, if there were you know the campus Marxists decided to bring on some right, socialist right. speaker, um, canvassing the uh, the the students with uh, information, alerting them to the fact that the guy's a socialist probably wouldn't do too much.
8: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this guy is so far beyond even what the mainstream Republicans are talking about. It's not. I mean, he he's. I mean, I, this guy. The, the Republican Liberty Congress would have a field day with this guy.
0: <laughs> so um, now you're going to do more of the same tomorrow. You're going to again continue well, flyering? Yes,
8: um, I have already spoken with the dean of students and the campus security, and we are scheduling a protest an hour before his speech uh, at the same location he's going to be speaking at. And I've gotten a lot of students involved on campus, and it, we're not trying to stop his speech. We're just trying to make sure that the College Republicans know that you know this is not um, this is not what.
2: Please don't, don't bring racists about. to our campus,
8: right, exactly, exactly, hmm. you know, and um so I uh, actually just got through Facebook, which is a lovely thing, just got contacted by the college Republican president and it was like, um you know, I don't agree with what you're doing, but you know it's interesting, and you know please you know, so I'm having contact with them, and I, I think they're they've basically conceded to me on there that they're not exactly thrilled about some of the things he said either. I don't think they realized what they were getting themselves into. Huh.
2: Hey, um, why don't you suggest to the college Republicans that uh, I'm a member, uh, I, Mark Edge, am a mem- member of the Republican Liberty Caucus. Why don't they have them um, have, you know, pay to have me come out and talk? <laughs>
8: Actually, I will do that. I promise you tomorrow I will speak to them about that. Or I very,
2: prom- or Bill Westmiller, um, the president of the Republican Liberty Caucus, one of those things. Yes, I, I will. Mean,
8: I will actually do that cuz that would be a great idea. That would be a, an awesome way for them to I'm card it
0: carrying up. dues paid, Chemical. baby. <laughs> yeah, right on. Hey, do you feel like this might spin off into anything? I mean, you've really gotten busy. You've gotten uh, the word out. It sounds like yeah. you've got some allies at this point. Do you feel like you may form I, some sort of a campus I, group?
8: Well, I don't know. Um I mean, the people that I'm allying with are a very diverse group. I mean, basically the there's already some very organized groups that basically found out what I was doing. And kind of latched onto it, and they're definitely not groups that I'm necessarily associated with, or, or could possibly be associated with. But um, they're on this issue, we agree. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I actually think most of the Republican, I, I don't think this guy's going to have a lot of supporters when it's all said and done tomorrow. No, I you're,
2: you're calling him right. out just the right way, as far as I can it, tell. It
0: sounds like you're doing a good job. I'm just wondering if you're going to be able to sort of play this off into anything else in the future, or if you're well, just going to you know move on honestly, to something else.
9: Uh,
8: Yeah, yes and no. I mean, this is kind of me learning what I can do and how to organize protests and things like that because I'm not going to be in Oklahoma that much longer.
9: I see.
8: And so I'm not really all that concerned about starting a libertarian organization here. At this point in time, Oklahoma is pretty much a lost cause if you're a libertarian. It's like one of the most restrictive election laws in the state. I know the feeling. ballot. I mean, the Libertarian Party actually sued Oklahoma during the last presidential election over their election laws. Wow. Hmm.
2: Now, uh, yeah, now, isn't Oklahoma the only state in the union where convicts can vote? Uh,
8: I don't know I'm pretty but sure I know, it's, that, I, know, it's, I, know it's, I think it's the only state in the union that, that only that didn't have anything but two party candidates in the last presidential election
2: I, I I don't know how it is how difficult it is for a third party to get in there, but I'm almost positive that not just ex convicts but actual people in prison in Oklahoma can vote
0: actually sounds right that does sound right very unusual well where are you heading after uh, after you get out of college uh, New Hampshire fantastic well then i guess yes. we'll uh, we'll see you in new hampshire thank you for the call cj yeah. appreciate it good luck with uh, any future activism 800-259-9231 is the toll free number yeah i think it's great what he's doing mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily going to play out long term to benefit any libertarian group on campus or anything like that so you know very m- uh, very little as far as long-term results are concerned, but uh, it's good to get out there and you know get that sort of uh, that experience of being. You gotta be. You've gotta be an extrovert. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really a, an important factor. And
2: sometimes you know you have to step out of your uh, shell to do it.
0: No, to be fair, though, there are activist things that introverts can do. Uh, you know, making websites, writing letters to the editor uh making signs just sort of doing the behind the scenes stuff but when it actually comes time to hand those so- or to hold those signs or when it comes time to uh it, it, do what CJ's doing and hand out flyers to passersby you've got to you've got to get that sort of even if you're an introvert you can sort of you can c- kind of jack in to the extrovert somewhere within you and you've got to really just push out and really cuz i this is something i dealt with yeah, I can, I can imagine
2: days. it's difficult for you. You're, you're sort of, I don't know what introverted, but you're you're certainly a bit of a hermit. You don't like to get out of um out of, out of your comfort zone very much. But, man, when I see you out there dealing with people, you do a great job. And it's I guess you just have to set your uh, psyche aside for a little while and get out there and do it.
0: Yeah, 800-259-9231. So in that way, it's really good practice, especially for those of you coming to uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. As CJ is, 800-259-9231. Jay's on the line still. Uh, also, the DC madam. You remember her? We've got the latest. It's Free Talk Live. This is free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The packet, 8.net. Toll free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Where we have the wiki over twelve hundred pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. See what I mean? By heading over to Wiki, W I K I dot Freetalklive.com and SACL CAI has a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call. And they have the best equipment that money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we go to the phones, it's Jay in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live at the end of Mark. Hey, Jay. Sure, drink. Hello. Jay, you're on the air. Jay.
10: Wow, this is so cool. How are you guys doing? I've listened to you guys for like three months now.
0: Congratulations. What's on your mind?
10: Uh, a podcast. Yes. Okay. And it's, um, I was just, you know, surfing through podcasts one day and I found you guys. And politically, um, I'm about 50%. I, I do believe in, um, uh, way less government intervention and I believe in, uh, you know, more honesty and how it governed. But by the same token, I believe in taking care of your, your veterans, your your old people, your mm-hmm. – your, your, uh,
2: Well, I believe in country. taking care of people that you've made obligations uh, – that the government's made obligations to. Um, but I just don't think the government should be making those obligations. Like, you know, I don't think we should – as far as veterans' benefits go, if we weren't running around the world uh, trying to conquer every nation that there is, we wouldn't need a whole bunch of veterans' benefits. Um, people would essentially join an army reserve as opposed to an army, and uh, you know the, the issue wouldn't come up.
0: Plus, bureaucrats in general—I mean, bureaucrats, just all bureaucrats—they uh, they love getting their jobs as bureaucrats because they know they're going to have that sweet, sweet pension. Seems to me that if these people really are servants, as they deem themselves to be, then they should just go back into the regular world as soon as they're done with their little service and not get any sort of pension whatsoever.
10: I'm I'm more worried about it. you guys. I'm, you know what? You, you guys brought something up uh, on your last show of, about um, oil companies. Uh, no other industry in this country or in the world has an army to go execute a business
0: plan for them. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean, I mean there's no doubt there's that they're certainly s- in bed with the government. Some serious ties between the state and uh, and the oil business. But um, if but what you have to think about here, Jay, is is
2: that. The oil companies are in bed with the United States government because the United States government is willing and able to do such a thing. If the United if, if the United States didn't have a standing army, which our forefathers, the, the first few presidents of the United States spoke out against a standing army, then there wouldn't be an army to go conquer any, anything for the oil right. companies. The problem is and seems to me every time to go back to big government, big government, big government. Jay, any other thoughts for us?
10: Well, I uh... Plenty of thoughts. Mm-hmm. I believe the fight that uh, we all should be fighting is, is um, the drug war. I mean, there's pretty soon just going to be cops and prisoners. That, that's what's going on. And, and, you know, there was a, a Bob Barr, and, and I'm really, you know, I, I, I think Democrats suck, but I think Republicans suck more because, you know. That's a tough
0: really, call, man. That's a tough call.
10: <laughs> I, I think uh, the Republicans don't even try to pretend that the, your friend uh Democrats at least put a happy face on it. That's a small thing, um
0: and I agree uh, with you that the drug war is a huge issue it's It's got to be my pet issue for sure
10: well it's uh, you it's the drug warriors are thought police. think about it for a second they uh they check um uh, you know and on at any moment in time they can check um your what's in your blood or what's in your urine to see if you're not being heretical in your substances,
0: yep. It's yeah, who knows what you might— who knows what you might end up thinking about the world and yourself if you were to take those evil drugs? You've never done anything like that, have you, Jay? It's—it's, <laughs>
10: it's, it's, um, I've—it's a dystopian future that we live in.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's already here, and it's getting worse, which is why we try to import a, impart a sense of urgency on Free Talk Live. Like, you know, take action now, not later, and join the Free State Project and move sooner rather than uh, when they reach 20,000. And, Jay, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800 259 is the toll-free number. Hey, quick update on the, uh, the D.C. Madam situation. We mentioned this a little while back, right. and apparently ABC News has gotten an exclusive. The alleged D.C. Madam Deborah Jane Palfrey has given an exclusive interview to ABC News' Brian Ross and the investigative team. Uh, they recently interviewed her for over a decade, and she apparently for over a decade operated what she terms as an erotic fantasy service in the metropolitan Washington, D.C. area. Um, last October, federal, uh, federal prosecutors charged her with racketeering offenses in connection with the business, which she contends was a legal operation. From '93 to 2006, she ran a high-end escort service in the nation's capital, charging a flat fee for 90-minute dates with women between the ages of 23 and 55, who she termed independent contractors. The women signed contracts agreeing not to engage in illegal activity, including having sex for money, Palfrey says, and were given guidelines on the difference between legal and illegal sexual behavior. So she was really covering her butt, it sounds like. Yeah, sounds like it to me. At least one woman, Dr. Paula Nebel, is known to have told federal prosecutors that she had sex for money while working for Palfrey. The doctor? A doctor. Yes. Very interesting. Palfrey is suing her for breach of contract. Palfrey has claimed that her service's clients were upscale and came from the more refined walks of life. I can't believe you had sex
2: with my my escort clients, you dirty, dirty doctor.
0: In March, she made headlines by briefly offering to sell the phone records of her company, Pamela Martin & Associates, to the highest bidder. She withdrew the offer for sale after a federal judge ruled the government could confiscate any proceeds. Hmm. Shortly thereafter, Palfrey consented to be interviewed by ABC. So hopefully at this point what she's going to do is, instead of selling the names and information, maybe just give away some interesting ones. That'd be kind of good, right? Yeah. it will stir up a little bit of controversy. By the way, ABC uh, is letting everyone know they didn't compensate her for the interview. Uh, there was no consideration given or promised for the cooperation with the story, which they'll apparently be airing on 2020. Uh, Palfrey recently dismissed the federal public defender that they had given her in the criminal case, she's asked the government to return five hundred thousand dollars in her assets so she can pay for a new criminal lawyer. Given that the government has unlimited resources from which to prosecute her, she's reasoned the amount would be fair play and due process. So they've got all her money, which Crazy. is why she had a uh, government attorney.
2: That's you know they make it so they can make it so difficult to defend yourself criminally. Yep. Why would they be able to take her money? They haven't convicted her of anything.
0: Well, that's that's okay. They're the government, Mark, and they yes, can do what they but want. But they
2: shouldn't be able to take anything until they've
0: convicted her of it and and proven that she's done something illegal to get the money. Well, they're 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 alleging that she's been you know laundering money. I and don't that care sort of what thing. they're alleging. They haven't proven it in a court of law. They shouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, I agree with you, but the fact is they do. And I remember you were shocked recently when you found out that the IRS could just go into people's bank accounts. I was.
2: I am shocked that, that, that they can.
0: I was shocked you didn't know that after four years of being on the air on Free Talk I, I just – it, it baffles me. You know, the fact is the government just does what they want, and then, then, then you're put in a position that Ms. Palfrey is put in right now in having to beg – and having to throw yourself upon the mercy of some judge wearing a robe, sitting higher up than you, like he's all high and mighty. Throw yourself at his mercy and beg to have access to some of your money so you can defend yourself. Because I don't blame her for not wanting the public defender in a case like this. Who would want it? I mean, you know, they're not motivated to win. 800-259-9231 is the toll free number. You can take control of the airwaves. I know, Mark, you've got a, an interesting email or two on the way. I do. And your call's about whatever you want. This is your show. You take control. It is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for three dollars a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. <laughs> free talk live it's your show you bring up anything toll free 800-259-9231 that's the packet 8.net toll free line and it is in here with you 1-800-259-9231
2: oh hi you're doing the show. Too, I, I got the you? microphone here in front of me the, the <laughs> headphones on i'm here <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. What's your name? No, my name is Mark. Oh, okay. Uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got lots of features. They're all completely free. Updates included. Get on the updates list by going to updates.freetalklive.com. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Updates.freetalklive.com. Pick an email, Mark, because I know you've got more than one. They all they all sounded pretty good to me. So which one do you want to read?
2: Okay. Um, I've got one. on. Uh, it's entitled Xenophobe Blue. Listen, uh, hi Mark, uh, Listen to Saturday's show, this is from Jay, mm-hmm. um, Saturday's show with interest is Xenophobe Blue, and we, we had a guy on, a caller on for an hour, I mean, he basically became a guest, he was, yeah, uh, it was amazing, he was so good, <laughs> so good at being bad, I yeah, mean, right, he was, uh, he was just talking an about, an awful, awful man, uh, putting Muslims in camps, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, all kinds of crazy stuff, he was stuff. all,
0: he was all for interning the Japanese Americans in World War II, he just thought it was great, shooting,
2: shooting Mexicans coming across the border, yeah.
0: just, cha yep
2: taking them out as
0: they're coming across. Anyway, um, he did rather well. Yeah, anything In his mind, anything is acceptable in a time of crisis. Right. He, did, he basically said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always a
2: time of crisis. And it was a, an enjoyable show to listen to. Um, so it, it brings up a thought experiment. Let's say the Free State Project exists and then leaves the USA. Uh, there's no plan for the Free State Project to leave the USA. But let's say that that happens.
0: Meaning, uh, as in uh, New Hampshire... Secedes when you say. Sure, secedes. Right. Uh, But the Free State Project isn't about secession. No, it's not.
2: Okay. The Free State then opens its borders. What if 10 million Chinese decide to move in?
0: I just want to know are they going to bring General Zhao's chicken with them?
2: Uh, I'm sure that they will, but Mm -hmm, uh, I I think mm -hmm. that it's somewhat bigoted for you to uh, say that uh, Chinese people would necessarily open restaurants, although they will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, They'd have to do other things. That's way too many restaurants. Right? They'll, there'll
2: people. be lots. They'll do lots of different things. Yeah, but uh, there will definitely be some restaurateurs uh, among them. They would love the opportunity, but would they respect libertarian ideals? Or with the power, or, or with the power that they would get from their numbers and cultural hom- homogeneity, would they then choose to turn the free state into a state more suited to what they would want?
0: Well, this is such a. I mean, we get uh, tell you doing this pro-freedom radio show we get the most outrageous what-if scenario we really we? do we really do. i mean do. just first of all i mean we just why if you're gonna why chinese up, right if you're going to bring up a what-if scenario then we're going to have to break it down to its mm-hmm. elements here uh first of all to suggest that 10 million chinese people would be able to make it to new hampshire seems a little absurd but again this is total fantasy right well so some of the
2: biggest problem um to for getting into the united states is the united states Customs,
0: border, you know, whatever. No doubt about it. No okay. doubt about it. I mean, so, certainly some of them could get here, but they're not all going to come in one, you know, weekend.
2: Well, it's, and, uh, it's probably true, but um, you see, the difference between the uh, – currently, the Chinese people get over here by paying $10,000 to essentially what their version of coyotes are, and I, I don't know what the Chinese, Chinese, word mop, for, yeah. Yeah, ch- Chinese word is for coyote, and I don't think that it would apply in this case anyway, but um, – they you know, they, they pay $10,000 or some number like that and then come and work it off in sweatshops or restaurants or whatever they work it off right here. Or, well, it doesn't cost $10,000 for a boat ride, and essentially all you would need is a boat ride from China to New Hampshire in order to get here. Now, I don't
0: know um, how you would... Uh, the communist China government probably not going to be too happy with losing their uh, their. They citizens. may very well crack down in that case. But, uh, but then, nonetheless, presuming they can, can make it here, realistically, they're not all going to arrive in a weekend. It, They're probably not all going to arrive in a year's time. It um, would take probably take them a while
2: to even realize that they could.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, they got the whole censorship of the internet over there. But yeah, presuming they did come across this uh, this land of freedom that they could uh, that they could come to, uh, they would be moving. Wouldn't you think, for the same reasons that most people um, mi- migrate for freedom? I mean, they're moving to, itself, to a land yeah. where there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're moving away from communist control. If they want communism, they've already got it Right, uh, where they currently and communism are. stinks. So they'd be leaving to have something else entirely. Now, I guess he's suggesting that they're going to come in and, like, take over by force. Mm-hmm. Well, if the New Hampshire... if New Not Hampshire, by force,
2: but by um, votes.
0: Well, if New Hampshire secedes... If New Hampshire has the gumption to secede Mm -hmm. from the federal government, then I would say that we're probably not far off at that point from just Dissolving government entirely I mean no, we're not I very far that. there's not going to be much of a government for them to take over if there is a government but left there wasn't at that point. much of a government um, in the
2: United States when it started I mean basically it was a very small federal government these these people were supposed to be yeah. um, you know uh, the, the legislators were supposed to be to do that as a hobby as a as, as an aside to their real
0: work but mm-hmm. now they've turned
2: into full-time legislatures so I guess the
0: question also really would have to be is would the people of New Hampshire Realize what was up. I mean, if there was this sort of concerted effort to uh, hijack the the state government mm-hmm. and, and turn it into like China two, uh-huh. uh, co- another land of communism, don't you think that the live for or die people in New Hampshire would be a little bit Johnny on the spot? I mean, considering and they do what though? Considering they've, well, okay, wouldn't enter <laughs> the think Chinese? Don't you think they would notice that there were you know radical communists essentially running for? I don't office? even know that
2: there would be radical communists necessarily, but they would be voting in the more um pro-state candidates that would be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it makes perfectly good sense to me.
0: Absolutely, but positively that, could happen. Wait a second. No, it doesn't us, make sense because sure they'd be does. moving Absolutely. into a state. Absolutely, that's what happened in the United States. But they'd be moving into a state with people who are radical pro-freedom individuals, people who just no, thrown wouldn't. off the chains you, of the but, United what? What? States. Radical pro-freedom. What?
2: No, there would be a small amount of those people that would have caused the secession just
0: like there is a small amount of people that cause any revolution. Well, yeah, but they, you wouldn't have been able to secede without massive popular support. So yes, the intellectual the people who do the thinking are certainly a small amount of people, no doubt about that, but the rest of them are are in agreement with what that small amount of people say so I don't think it's going to be like a walk in the I park. I still
2: think that some of them are sheep, but um, I absolutely, I do think that if the scenario came up the way that it would, they would probably, you know, some people would probably start coming in and voting for bigger and bigger government. And they would, over but we've time, they would get we got problem
0: already in Massachusetts. Absolutely. That's
2: the point I'm trying to freaking make here, Ian, and you won't let me get through it. That's the problem with any government that you allow people to participate in. Some of them are going to so, grow it. Show me the government that's 500 years old. Show it to me. There isn't one governments uh, uh, you know they they sprout they they come to fruition and then they they wither and the United States government is doing that right now. Mm. It, the people have figured out that they can vote largess to themselves. They can vote good things to themselves and they're stripping um, wealth away from their fellow citizens in the process. Right. They're feeding the government and growing it into a monster and that's
0: what's happening. Look, but um, these ten million immigrants wouldn't be able to do that overnight. That they would wouldn't be, be able to bl- do it overnight. Like, but like there, the United it States, it would take years and years. It would take years.
2: It would take a period of time um, for that to happen. Um, to think think that the Chinese would all come in, 10 million Chinese would come in, is ludicrous because 10 million Mexicans are going to follow them. Um, at that point, you've got people warring, factions warring and that kind of thing. And, but and, again, And the Constitution's going to stay, you know, the Constitution <laughs> that, you, that the country, the, the uh, Republic of New Hampshire would have for itself would be in effect while these uh, groups warred with each other in the uh, voting arena. Um, and there would be all kinds of people moving in. It would be a melting pot for real at that point because mm. you would be allowing people to come in. So um, it wouldn't just be Chinese. Yeah. Um, the, the fact is, our federal government is in the stages of deterioration at this point. It's going to fail. That, that's going to happen. Democracy is going to fail every single time. Freedom right. has risks. It
0: really does. Um, Which is why I don't really and, and, think there's going to be much of a democracy left in New Hampshire by the time anybody decides to start coming in. I think that uh hopefully we'll be able to explain to people that democracy is a really lousy idea. Hey, look what it led to here in the United States, look what it led to around the rest of the world. And so what would happen if this little his little fantasy scenario occurred but there were there was no government whatsoever let's just imagine that new hampshire became a total laissez faire free market place there's no mechanisms of the state in order to gain control of through whatever process it's sort it be of my belief
2: it's sort of my belief that in the void of there not being a government there would uh, you know
0: somehow come a government um, that's just my belief. That but tends to happen when government is excised on a violent basis. Yes, but, but we don't know what would happen on a non basis.
2: Right? We don't. We don't. Um, so at this point, all we can say is that when there's a void in government, uh, a government fills it.
0: So far, based on what uh, so has far. happened in history, yeah. But in the case of this fantasy scenario, if there were no government, these people would and have a hell of a And you're
2: assuming that this, um, that New Hampshire would secede and then have no government. And I'm not. Uh, there, that That's is That's what not I would proposed, like to see happen. And I haven't. Uh, I'm just
0: talking about like how difficult of a process what he's suggesting would be. They're talking about bringing people over here for what would essentially be at that point a violent revolution. In which case, then people are going to start dying. And I don't think they're going to want to come here just so they can die. More on the way, you can take control, 800-259-9231, whoever they are that want to force their way on others. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want, toll free at 800-259-9231, the packet8.net, toll free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. The Free Talk Live store, open for business, and new items are available. The pre- We're in the pre-order phase right now, so get in your order while you still can, because some of these items may not last. Not because they're bad, but, uh, for instance, the Free Talk Live multi-gadget, the 2-gigabyte flash drive, mm-hmm. slash MP3 player, slash voice recorder, slash FM tuner, that little thing for 60 bucks. Limited. That's going out the door.
2: It's a limited edition.
0: Yeah, um we've we've almost got enough pre-orders at this point to where we're we're considering sh- either shutting down the ordering process for that item or extending it. I think what we're probably going to do is double the order simply because they've been selling so fast, mm-hmm. but cap it at 50 of them. Like we're almost up to 25 at this point. Mm-hmm. And so if you want one of these Free Talk Live multi gadgets, these 2 gigabyte awesome little things that we have mm-hmm. that are branded also with the Free Talk Live logo, you probably should order now at store.freetalklive.com because you may not have the opportunity to pick this up later. Uh, once again, that's store.freetalklive.com. Also take a look at our other new items like the Free Marketeer T-shirt. That was in high demand. The Ladies Free Talk Live shirt. That's available in two colors. Two different types of hoodies are there. The lighter bottle opener combo on a lanyard, retractable lanyard, all there at store.freetalklive.com. And, of course, our older items are, are, are for sale as well. Oh, and the new beanie cap. I've forgotten about that one. Yeah, I like that one. It's there's pretty... there's a, the new beanie cap. So, uh, store.freetalklive.com, and for everything else you need to buy in life, go to amazon.freetalklive.com, and when you enter through that link, a percentage of your sale will go to Free Talk Live. Once again, that's amazon.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and to Toby in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
11: Hi, how's it going? I just wanted to comment quickly on what would happen if we had 10 million Chinese people suddenly all come flee their communist government and come to free state New Hampshire.
0: Yes, under this um, theoretical, uh, crazy what if scenario that someone's emailed in.
11: Right. The premise is that they'd bring their, their big government mentality with them, their co- communist voting with them, and change new hampshire into china too but i don't think that's what would happen if people are fleeing china there's a good chance that it's because they already realize that their government is oppressing them and they're going to want to come to a free place where they can be free not come to a place where they can make it another china they left their government because it was oppressing them and i think that people who are immigrating here Understand that to a
2: certain extent. I think I think that they do to a certain se- uh, extent. They see that um, we had a bad government and it was oppressing us, and we're going to go to a place that has a good government that's not oppressing us. And largely, they probably won't get terribly involved in the political process. They just want to reap the rewards of freedom, mm-hmm. um, and perhaps like
0: work and open businesses. And uh, perhaps have after freedom.
2: after they've been here for a period of time and gotten acclimated. I'm, by a period of time, I mean something like 40 or 50 years, uh, maybe as little as thirty years. Yeah. Or their or their children um would say, you know, I really love this Republic of New Hampshire. I want to get involved in uh in the governmental process and I'll give them my two cents worth, which is of course where the danger comes in when everybody gives their two cents worth. <laughs> but um you know, I, I think that I think it would take a period of time and then they would slowly deteriorate the freedom that we've created as
0: opposed to, you know, just like it happened in the United States. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Am I willing to take that risk? Heck yeah, I am. Well, because my
2: democracy's guaranteed to fail. Yeah.
0: So, um, Let's and it's- just say, say one in two
11: of them comes here with the freedom mindset, and then the other one of them comes in here with the big government mindset. Impact the one in two with the already liberty mindset that New Hampshire would have at that time, and they're already going to be beaten back. Um, and freedom's going to prevail. So I just don't think it's a very likely scenario. Even no. if it did happen, we have
2: the we have the advantage of um, you know the having the home turf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're coming onto our um, you know land, and then we're uh, you know we we talk about the great things of freedom, and they want to adopt all that stuff. And uh, it's just how immigration has worked throughout the years. And I don't think it would be too terribly different. But I think that he's right. that um, Jay here has a valid point too.
0: I said he's concerned with people coming in. He's not
2: terribly concerned. He says that uh, libertarians love thought experiments, and I think this one's worth exploring. I mean, he's, he's not taking it terribly seriously.
0: That's good, and besides, I mean, they say that people get the government they deserve. So, if indeed we're starting out with the, the masses in the state already having a, a having a pro-liberty, pro-freedom mindset and understanding that government is dangerous, that government does need to be watched. If you're going to have a mm-hmm. government, um, if they let if they let the ball drop on that, mm-hmm. like Americans have done so far in the United States, then yeah, inevitably government's going to grow. Whether it's Chinese people doing it or you know Americans in search of Power doing and, it and, and gover- never it'll happen and governments
2: have failed throughout the years. I mean they, they get bigger, more oppressive, just sort of by their nature, and then they deteriorate and go away. There isn't a government that's out there now that is the is the government it was 500 years ago. Toby, any well, other let's thoughts? Not,
11: let, let, let's just not forget that um, if New Hampshire was freed again there would be a lot of education. There would be private schooling, so everyone would be taught about what the Constitution really means or freedom really
0: means.
2: I think that's the... a, I think that's a jump in logic, Toby. I don't think there's any guarantee that they would be taught what the
0: Constitution really means. You don't think people I... in New Hampshire would... I think that if that? we got to a point where we were
11: free again, we'd have to, because in order to free New Hampshire, we're going to have to educate the public.
0: Absolutely. So you, don't, you don't get to the point f- of secession. And that's the point I was trying to make last segment, is you don't get to the point of secession without a massive paradigm shift uh, of, the, ma- of the, the voting masses, of those who are uh, just the average folk. And, and think- just talking to a random New Hampshireite. There's a good chance that a random New Hampshireite, while he may not understand the Constitution and freedom in the way that we might understand it, there's a good chance that he's going to talk about the Constitution and have a reverence for mm-hmm. freedom and, and understand at least the concepts, the, the would, low-level concepts. And and I think Toby's talking about taking that further.
11: Yep. I mean, if we're to the point, if this scenario is in the point where New Hampshire is already free, that means everyone's educated on it. Um, it can't happen any other way, like you said, so... I guess that's think all about I have the, to say about
0: it. Uh, right. Thank you for the call Toby. I appreciate it. And think about the 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 infrastructure, the media infrastructure that we're already building here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. as part of, you know, a lot of us who've moved up as part of the free state project. I'd say
2: education is a huge huge issue. But um uh, you know, we you have to work hard to educate the uh, the public as as far as freedom concepts go and I think that uh, most people. At this point, we have have
0: to work hard, but not in the future necessarily. Not if everyone is on board or most people are on board. I don't think it'd be that hard at all.
2: Well, I'll tell you. um, It seems to me that most people have some really great idea on how the government could work better, and usually that idea involves more government. Um, that's how it is today. That's how it is today, and I think that you're gonna have you have there's a lot of work to go around. Um, no you know, one's that,
0: denying this. Is, no one has ever said it's gonna be a cakewalk, Mark.
2: I, I'm not saying it's a cakewalk, right. cakewalky, and I just think that that's sort of a natural human um, uh, human attribute to want to put things in order. But they don't understand that basically it's the free market, which is sort of chaos to some extent, that is the best order.
0: Yeah, it's a voluntary it's bigger order. bigger than your mind can handle. Right. It's a voluntary order that springs up naturally. And people will be able to handle that as soon as we can get the government the hell out of educating people. That'll be, that'll be the biggest step that, that could possibly ever be taken, in my opinion, towards keeping government either very, very small in the future or eliminating it entirely, is getting the government out of the indoctrination business. 800-259-9231. Do you want Let's? to go on with this email, or are we done? No, we're done with that. Let's okay, go great. to Mark in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with the of Mark.
6: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
0: Hey, great. What's on your mind?
6: I, I wanted to comment on the uh, crank calls that you got in the last couple weeks. I've, I'm i the guy that started the Mark's Purple Helmet thing.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, those That's, are good calls. That was a long time ago, those yes. Are, those yeah, are actually a while good ago, crank and I've, calls. I've laid
6: off because I've had other issues going on in my life and stuff, but... Uh, a little advice to those guys it's not cool to actually call up and scream something into the phone,
2: especially an obscenity which can put um can you know uh put in jeopardy right. the license of one of our affiliates and therefore um jeopardize not,
0: it's, but it's not very likely je- though.
2: I'm just saying it it could possibly do could. that um and then jeopardize the forum on which you can actually scream that obscenity
6: well exactly but see the things I did it wasn't an uh, uh, an obscenity per se it was just no it was a uh, Kind of a, I
0: it's don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. A, stra- a strange innuendo. Can,
6: right. So, so you can say those things. So here, here's my advice. You get through the call screener, and Ian, you did say that. That's the biggest hurdle you got to get through. If you're going to call a Rush Limbaugh or a Glenn Beck with a crank call, the hard part is getting through the screener. And with, uh, with GCN, no problem. You're on. What do you want to talk about? You're there.
2: Well, I don't so, know about how know the rest. About GCN, of, I, and... I don't know how the rest of the shows are on GCN, but that's always been our policy. Basically, yeah, yeah. name. We, we
6: were free talk live. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. You know, name, location, name, topic. From? What do you want to talk about? Boom, you're on. And so the next thing you do is you engage the host. And what I did was I talked about uh, George Bush and him taking over the uh, what was it the um, National Guard. And they're going to be able to, you know, he could command them to go wherever. And then it was the okay. So they are going to be wearing purple helmets like Mark's purple helmet? Which was kind of funny.
2: But right. boom! It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so and everybody's
0: laughing. It's ha ha ha. Right. And you pull it out at the very perfectly. end. You managed to hit. You managed to hit well. You hit hard. And you got to surprise right. the host. Right. And you were done. And it wasn't the. Woo- you're not not creating
9: anything.
6: So if you're gonna do something, do it right. Make it funny. Get in, get out. That's you're, you all probably, say. you're
0: probably the better, uh, the best prank caller we've had in the last year or so. Thanks for the call. Yeah, well, I, I do it professionally. <laughs> <laughs> really? Now to get paid to crank—that's awesome. Uh, hour three's coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231 is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Lots of features, all totally free. That, once again, freetalklive.com. By the way, want to welcome our listeners on KGEZ 600 uh, in Kalispell on board for hour number three for the very first time tonight. Uh, for the first of many times. Cool. Uh, in fact, they're they're going to be picking up hour number three, which is this hour, uh, from here on out. So you guys are now getting twice as much free talk live. Lucky, lucky you. Because they were doing the middle hour of the show, hour number two. Now they're doing hours two and three. So, again, our uh, awesome listeners out there. And it's it's really thanks to our uh, KGEZ listeners. They're the ones that really made this happen. Because uh, the program director, Elizabeth, had called me and she'd let me know that... Or We we talked from time to time, and uh, she had let me know that the response from the listeners over there was really great. Like, not just on the air, because we know we get a lot of calls from those guys on the air, but also they had been calling the station and saying, hey, let's get a little bit more free
2: talk live on. And that's how it happens. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the, the foot in the door thing. Yeah, it's the it's the listeners that make the difference.
0: Precisely. So this this applies all across America. If you've got a station, and in our case,
2: the amplifiers too.
0: Right. If you've got a station that's running some Free Talk Live, but they're not running all of Free Talk Live, then give them a, just give them a quick courtesy call, let them know that you appreciate like what it. they're doing. Yeah. And uh, you'd like to hear a little bit more. It won't happen tomorrow, but it will happen eventually. Mm-hmm. And so they took, uh, I think it was a Borts refeed. You know that guy that claims to be a libertarian? <laughs> uh, they had a Borts refeed on for an hour. And so, you know, it's e- easy choice. Do I want this stale hour from this morning? Or do I want Free Talk Live? Live in the slot.
2: I like to listen to Bortz, too. I mean, I, but I, if I've got the choice of listening to a live show where I could call in and comment on what the hosts are saying, or I know that somebody in my community right now is making that call, yeah, it's 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 a fun feeling. There's there's
0: nothing you just can't get any fresher than live, right? Exactly right. So here we are with you, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And actually, Elizabeth, uh, the the program director of the station, shared with me something that might interest uh, a lot of people around the country. It's an interesting little. I don't know if you want to call it a stunt. Mm-hmm. It might be a stunt, but it's it's a serious stunt. Uh, what's going on is on Memorial Day on KGEZ in Kalispell, they aren't going to broadcast any commercials. And what they're going to do is they're going to bring in volunteers from the surrounding area, and they're going to read the names, the age, unit, and hometown of every U.S. coalition casualty since March 2003 in the Iraq War. Wow. They are going to read all 3,544 names. That's as of today, once you wrote the the email to me. Uh, They'll read it continuously throughout the day, commercial-free. And uh, that's just an amazing project for, I mean, especially for a you know, really is. A, a small station in Kalispell. That's awesome. Yeah. So b- pretty powerful, too. Yeah, I, I like that. So there you go. Uh, just just wanted to share that with you. Huh. All right, 800-259-9231. I want to go to, uh, or you've got, actually, since we're talking about war, you had an email about some recruiters or a story about some Army recruiters that were really, or Marines, I'm not sure who they were, but... Military recruiters that right. were just really out of line.
2: Yeah, I couldn't believe this one. Um, it's uh, written by David Edwards, and it's on From the Raw Stories. After posting his resume online, uh, on an on lo- online job site, careerbuilder.com, Corey Andrew was contacted by an Army recruiter about a job. Well, it's not really a job, because if you try to leave, they'll put you in jail. Yeah. No other job does that. I mean, somehow it uh, it, it defies the description of a job. Like voluntary servitude. Yeah, something like of. that. The email exchange between Andrew and the recruiter... Star, Sergeant Marsha um, Ramo, Ramade uh, quickly turned hostile when Andrew revealed that he was homosexual. <laughs> You're definitely unqualified, wrote um, Ramade. Now, take your gay self back to some place where, where, where we don't tolerate gay people like you. Oh my. Any, we don't tolerate any, um, gay people like you in any part of the military. Her response was appalling, Andrew told CNN. The, it's a her? Yeah.
0: Marsha. Wow. Oh, okay, I missed that part. Yes.
2: The email exchange uh, grew more heated with uh, Ramade, that's Marsha, suggesting that Andrew should go back to Africa and do your gay, voodoo, limbo, tango, and wango dance. The following, awful. can you believe that crap? I mean, I, not... Yeah, it, I
0: actually can believe it. I mean, there are just some awful people.
2: Not only, are, basically, is that a um, homophobic statement, which is somehow, it, to some extent, is acceptable in society today, but go back to Africa, I mean, that's about as... That bigoted as one can get, you know, yeah. I mean, do your tango, wimbo, um, tango, Is, limbo, the person, wango dance. Was the I mean, person, she might as well have called him a spear chucker.
0: Was the person an actual African-American or a black person or were they just, was this uh, military recruiter just suggesting that all gay people came from Africa? Um, he's black. Okay, okay. Um, so not only not only, uh, anti-gay, but also racist. Yeah. This person. Very
2: big. Okay. Um, would you uh, like to hear the email exchange? Certainly. Okay. Because, I mean, I've given you the basic facts of it and the uh, the most appalling uh, part. It says, uh, the the her email is, uh, my name's Sergeant uh, Marsha Ramade, and I'm a U.S. Army recruiter. I saw your resume on career, bu- career Builder and we have lots of vacant positions in logistics administration. If interested, please give me a call on my toll-free number. Andrew writes back. I, I think that he's goading her a little bit here, yeah. and it's just my opinion.
0: That's okay. You awesome. can do that with recruit recruiters.
2: Sounds great. The U.S. military has so many vacant positions and opportunities. I had no idea. I am seriously <laughs> considering contacting you. One thing, I'm not not up on current policies, uh, but since it's 2007, I would imagine also that um, n- that I'm now able to serve in the U.S. military as an openly gay man, right? <laughs> um, Ramade returns. Well. If you are gay, we don't take you, and you are not considered qualified. Um, you are considered unqualified. Andrew says, wow, unqualified to serve my country just because I'm gay? Is it because they think that I might all of a sudden desire one last kiss from my fellow male soldier, (laughs) if ever facing death at the hands of the enemy in a foxhole? Isn't it funny? (laughs) The U.S. government doesn't mind um, taking my gay dollars every tax season or out of my paycheck every two weeks. That's an excellent point. I'm stunned that the U.S. Army could afford to be so choosy when I see sergeants in my school campus in the local shopping mall. Begging teenagers to enlist <laughs> and Ramadis is all in caps I don't know if this is um, like exactly how it came or anything like that, but I think that it it, it seems to indicate the, mili- that, wait, that the she's, military
0: recruiter right. is yelling is yelling as they call it on the internet that's, it's so it would appear okay you're de- what did she start yelling or did no, she start she did yelling not. after he revealed he was gay
2: that's correct she was in um, regular uh, font um, until he said gotcha. openly gay man um you are definitely unqualified. Now, take your gay self someplace else. Oh, she doesn't like
0: the emails now.
2: We don't tolerate gay people like you in any part of the military, and if it bothers you paying taxes, then migrate to, to another country, and if it bothers you about the U.S. military recruiting, then you go tell the Board of Education, and if you don't like the recruiters recruiting in front of your high school, then complain to the President of the United States, or better yet, try <laughs> complaining to your Mayor Bloomberg and see what he has to say. A, sure. You should say thank you to the military people for what you do. Thank so you, them, after that? So that you can live free uh, in a, a free life in this country. <laughs> Freedom is not free. Certainly, you're not. Uh, Cliche. He's, he's not free to, uh, to serve in the military, apparently. No. Before you go on uh, waving your flag all over the place, let me first inform you: this is what Andrew says. Yeah. That as an African American whose ancestry is most likely more deeply rooted in American history than yours will ever be, um, <laughs> and by the look of the last name, it so it would appear so. But that doesn't. It's not necessary. I respect that millions of soldiers fighting to protect my rights every day, but just so Which you know they're not doing those by the way. Rights include me being gay. I applaud servicemen and women every day for their role in our um, country's protection. However, for you and the government to deem homosexuals unqualified to risk their own lives and defend their own freedom as well as their country's freedom is moronic. And uh, she, then she sure back and says, oh, I forgot to let you know that, yes, you might try to kiss a soldier in a foxhole. So that is a no, no. <laughs> a strange thing to say. Just a mupron. <laughs> she absolutely is a mupron. Uh, you're living, um, Andrew says, you're living proof that don't ask, don't tell is a fallacy. You initially rejected me without e- any consideration whatsoever, my in, uh, integrity your abilities or abilities. This behavior is the very core of the discrimination that has plagued the U.S. USA for decades. You should know that I never had any intention of joining the military, It doesn't surprise me. I simply wanted to have this discussion to prove a point. With over 2,500 cases of anti-gay harassment um, acts against gay soldiers, including bashings and murders, for you to say the U.S. military only takes straights is delusional. You um, and then Ramadi says, "You head off to the gay land of people who have no morals and get rid of yourself, and get rid of yourself." Personally, I think being gay is disgusting and immoral. By
0: immortal. the way, um, you can continue here in a moment. Yeah. I just like to remind you, Mark, that uh, when you pay your taxes, you're paying this woman's salary. <laughs> She's speaking in your name. Well, because um, I, I don't pay for this crap. I understand. And this you guy don't. shouldn't pay either. He should have the courage to stop paying for this outrage and uh, hopefully get find out what freedom's all about and maybe move to the Free State Project. 800-259-9231. Is there a little bit more to their little transaction? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All right. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is your show. More anti-gay hatred from the military on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there, broadband version of the show and a dial-up version for your listening convenience. They're free at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Projects Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars and socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P O R C F E S T dot com. We're reading some emails, actually, a, a series of emails that went back and forth between one man and an army recruiter. And or military recruiter of something. Army. Sort. Army, okay. And so I guess she found him on Craigslist or some online classified career section. Career, career website and was was trying to promote the military to him. And he responded back by sort of teasing her a little bit with like suggesting he might be interested, but oh I'm a gay man. And that just set this woman off. She started yelling in her emails, which yelling on the Internet is typing all in caps. all caps. And which is, by the way, what people of lesser intelligence, um, either either they're of lesser intelligence or they just don't know how to use their keyboards. It's one or the I other. I disagree. Um, um, you, or their keyboard's broken. That's another possibility. It's just
2: easier to type all in caps. You don't have to worry about so much about punctuation. What's the big deal?
0: Yeah, I you look that, kind of dumb when you do that. I, I,
2: I would say that that's true, that you do, you do look kind of dumb.
0: And she does but, sound kind of dumb, too.
2: But, you know, there's, there's lots of practical things in this world that look dumb, and it's, it's sort of Internet um, etiquette. It's Internet uh, protocol.
0: No, it's not Internet etiquette. Ab- it's absolutely. typing etiquette. You know, no one with a typewriter would have ever typed in all caps unless their typewriter was broken i I you know that, anyway that one seems true, like a little bit of a of a uh, moron to me okay and uh, and she 's an anti gay hate filled scumbag, and she 's telling this guy to go back to africa because he 's a black man
2: yes um she 's sick it, well she's she 's really silly here, so she's her next thing is uh, you head off to gay land of people who and, and it's difficult to read it because i 'm trying to sort of uh, morph what she's saying into real English and it's a little Plus difficult. it's hard
0: to read sentences when they're all in caps because <laughs> you can't see where they start and end as well.
2: You head off to the gay land of people who have no morals and get rid of yourself. Personally <laughs> I think being gay is disgusting and immoral um, dot 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 as an African you have no place to say your roots are deeply rooted here. My roots are much stronger than yours. Um, you were being <laughs> brought here against your will whereas my roots run from the Native American Indian um, which uh, I, I would assume that I'm only making the assumption that uh, Ramade is a uh, is a Mexican name, okay. um, you know, a Spanish name, and yes, uh, the the bloodlines are there. I mean, they are Native Americans in the way that ours are Native Americans, but it's not exactly the same thing. Either way, um, I would say that uh, I I don't think that there's any point in this, uh, you know. Peeing contest, as it were, yeah. as to who's more American than the other. <laughs> okay, um, it doesn't matter. We're both alive. We both live here. We're both citizens. So we both have just as much to say about the other. Either way, I have uh, more rights here than you, and my roots have more been. More rights. That's what. That's what. I'm just reading it. My roots have been here ever since before the Americas were discovered. You take your gay a off someplace and go to some other country and badmouth the military. Take. Um, you're A, back where you belong, not here. Andrew says, <clears throat> back where you belong? What a sicko. Clearly, with your limited vocabulary and poor spelling, the Army
9: <laughs> may yes. have
2: been um, may have been only your only option um, in life. Granted, Probably. you are hardly highly intellectual people in the meri- military. You're just not one of them. Native American history, you are so proud of, and research your position on homosexuality. They are very tolerant in accepting homosexuals, believing that the inner spirit is true to itself in its nature. They are less tolerant of fools than they are of homosexuals, so um, take that to your uh, next rain dance. <laughs> go back to Africa and do your gay voodoo, limbo, tango, and wango dance and jump around and prance and her run all over the place half naked there and practice your gay morals over there. That's where you belong. I'm reporting you as spam and adding you to my block sender list so I do not have to hear from you again.
0: Does uh? It Can to you give believe email? that this is
2: a recruiter writing this
0: stuff? In the... Does it happen to give her email? It, it doesn't. What's her email at? Oh, it doesn't. That's unfortunate. I, I didn't look it up or anything. Um, but I just thought in a in a in a series of emails going back and forth, you might have the two individuals' emails.
2: It, it doesn't it doesn't really work, and now not in this case. Oh, no, I'm so bummed out about that. What? I
0: thought we could give her an email out over there. What was her name?
2: Her her, her name is Marsha uh, Ramade. Marsha, can you spell the last name? Sure, just one second. It's uh, R A M O D E. from
0: R A M Ramode Ramode Marsha Ramode. Okay.
2: R- military, M- M- a- R- recruiter, C-
0: I- military recruiter for the army I'm sure somebody in our listening audience can go and do some digging and uh, post like her email address on our free talk live bulletin board system maybe someone will have some fun with her yeah may anyway, very well what a low life scumbag what else do you have to say to you know what can else what else can you say to that she just came unglued unglued 8- 800-259-9231. just one more reason to not support the federal government. To not send them as, as to send them as little money as you possibly can. These are sick people with well, serious biases, and what you you're suggest- paying their paycheck. Just
2: out of curiosity, what do you suggest I do in my particular case? The federal government has a bunch of my money that I could file taxes for and mm-hmm. get right now, several thousand dollars. Um, I can file it and get it, but then I'd be filing taxes. Well, if is it you immoral can get, to file the taxes? If you can get taxes? some of
0: your money back, oh, then then I should file the taxes. Then you sh- and, you probably go, should do that. Jump through the hoops. And, uh, yeah, you probably should do that. I do have her, um, well, that's what Julia's doing. She's filing her taxes to get a little bit back, and then from this point on, she's no longer going to deal with them. So get a little bit back and then stop sending them the money at that point. Anyway, R A M O D E. At usarec.army.mil. Dot, dot, that's difficult. We'll have someone post that online. Okay. Uh, that's marcia.rmode at usarec, like usarecruiter, mm-hmm. dot, .army.mil. Dot, so that's our email address.
9: Give her a of in your
0: mind. I can't believe what I've seen here. I, I hope that I hope that uh, that
2: it's all legit because it's it's coming from the Raw story and uh, written by David, Ed, David Edwards.
0: Yeah. Well, there's her email address. Yep. So she's a real person. Uh, anyway, let's go to the phones. It's Chris in Philly. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Chris.
6: Hey, I was just wondering if you guys call it the, uh, the pack and 8 phone line because Mark is Packing 8.
0: <laughs> That's a good one, Chris. Packin' 8 what? Pa- packin' it, I think he said. It's Mark Packing pack. 8. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad when you have to actually explain your joke, but to me, I mean, especially. But, no, it's <laughs> not. It's funny. Right? You're but asking if Mark was packing it, and that was back in jail. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine. Whoa! I gotta have the jail joke. Ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Mark in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hey, can you guys hear me? Okay, we got you. Got gotcha, you, man.
4: Okay. Um, this is just all. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for what you've done on the show. You guys are just amazing.
0: Okay. Thanks. What's on your mind?
4: Seriously, Dave. Th- thanks a ton. I've um. Yeah, I grew up from the whole conservative camp and uh, started uh hearing about libertarianism, got involved pretty much I'm pretty I guess pretty deep in right now, but um um, you know, in the local party here and state party and everything. Um, Great. just an overall question, I don't mean to change the subject, but it's it's free you the road can be a serious topic. Um, for you guys there in New Hampshire, at what point do you stop do you realize what you're doing isn't working? Either the federal government's encroaching too much in your life or just certain contents of what you're doing is working and you gotta you gotta realize you gotta stop being an activist and start picking up your uh,
0: weapons Ooh, that's a good question and hang on we'll bring it back all right 800-259-9231 you know the old question of when is it time to shoot the bastards right yeah uh that's the, an excellent the Claire question. Wolf question it's a scary question and we'll address it on the way and take your calls as well because i'd like to hear what you think As far as your answer to that question, 800-259-9231. When is the government pushed too far, and when is it appropriate to push back? One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring us what you want. Toll free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The packet eight dot net toll free line one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Ian here with you and Mark, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com, dot com, where all the features are totally free. Lots of fun to be had on our website, including on the bulletin board system, where there are over two hundred thousand posts. By the way, there's also the Free Talk Live webcam, which is now available to anyone who wants to look at it. Why you want to, not sure, but people seem to like the idea. So go to cam.freetalklive.com to get the details and uh, and view our uh, studio cam. That's, once again, cam.freetalklive.com. Also, April is Financial Literacy Month. So give the child in your life financial literacy, be they son, daughter, or sibling, a kid's journey to getting rich. By Jewel Thornton teaches the child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. So give your special child a kid's journey to getting rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 800-657-5066. Now then, let's go back to Mark in Indianapolis. Uh, Mark, you're back on Free Talk Live. You asked a pretty serious question a few moments ago. And for those just tuning in, can you go ahead and just recap that?
4: Yeah, I was thinking, well, especially you guys there in you know, New Hampshire, supposedly the most free estate. You guys got the free state project there. People are working towards, you know, smaller, less intrusive government and all that stuff. Um, if the, either the federal government's encroaching too much and you guys can't get what you want done, more freedom legislation passed or laws nullify, that kind of thing. Um, and you guys get together in a series of events, whatever, uh, circumstances, you realize it's not working in, You don't want to live under tyranny. You're sick of this crap going on. And um, I mean, God, people just got to do the research. You know, there's so much out there on the on the net and books. I'm reading classics right now. We're nowhere near we were where we were when this country was founded. You know,
0: when you say wait, when you say we're nowhere near that, you mean we we're gone way further in the uh, as far far as the path of tyranny, status
4: status authoritarian, well socialist, social fascist, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, so many laws, it's programs it's it's disgusting and um in this whole argument i guess you can also get into like state secessionism you know and hopefully you you'd want to um uh vote for legislators that would believe in that that you guys should be able to, su- to succeed if you wanted to or yeah. any state should it's just uh i think a topic that i mean every day you know you look on the news there's more anti-freedom legislation or whatever passed and it's it's uh I think sooner or later, people got to start talking about it. You
0: know, I see where you're coming from. You know, I hesitate whenever someone brings up this topic. You, you yeah, hesitate. I
4: don't want to get you guys in trouble. I'm nothing like that. No, not, no, no, no. no it's,
0: it's, I'm not. That's not what I'm concerned with, and I'm not questioning you necessarily. But in many right, cases, right. if you get on a uh, like a forum, like a pro freedom forum, like for instance the Free Talk Live forum, and you start agitating for violence, which I don't see. No, I, I don't see. I'm not suggesting I that's what you're doing. I would
4: say, like, hopefully it could be done legally. You know, state secessionism. Um, what, through the politicians, decent ones like you guys would elect, hopefully first. But you know, as um, Jefferson said, every twenty, thirty years ago, or so, there's got to be a revolution. It's true. And, now the um, question
0: is, where where is the breaking point? Where is it? Right, like if, right. if we tried to, if New Hampshire tried to secede and they sent in troops, I mean, at what point would the violence become necessary to secure what what freedoms we we could possibly secure? Right,
4: and like you know, like um. I think it's kind of a thing with states' rights and local government too. You know, they say all politics is local, but if you guys pass all this legislation, people are realizing, wow, something's going on in New Hampshire. Let's move there. You know, um, they're become more free. We're becoming more, you know, or further under tyranny. Um, federal government might be like, wait a minute, we don't like this. You know, um, it's time for us to step our, you know, put our heavy foot in and
0: stop this or whatever. They may very well. You have to remember, though, there are a couple things we've got. There are a lot of things that are on our side and uh, that that are going for us and that is that we are decentralized they are centralized and uh, and decentralized movements, uh, you know, whether they be the Free State Project or whether they be terrorist cells, are always more difficult to keep up with because, well, things just happen spontaneously. You don't have to go and ask permission from superiors, uh, and they don't have to have meeting after meeting d- trying to decide what to do. So we can move faster than they can. We're better equipped than they are uh, as far as being able to be uh, nimble and right. quick, and uh, and we're just we're just smarter than them. Um so I think that I think it's unlikely that it's going to go down the road you're suggesting and I also think that it's almost impossible to predict in advance you know where yeah. that breaking point is. I think I think inevitably it'll be something that'll have to be played by ear. If indeed things do get horrible and they do get uh, d- you know deadly and dangerous here, and I, I, I again think it's very unlikely that's going to happen because there are a certain there are a certain group of people here in New Hampshire that absolutely are not going to take a violent uh, a violent option. That there would are, be me. <laughs> uh, there are people um, who are are going to allow the thugs to club their heads in they are going I want them to, to do that. they want they well, I don't know if they want them to but they're more Close. than willing to allow themselves to be beaten by the feds in the you know in full view of everybody else or whoever the government thug might happen well, to well, be
9: people, you, you like know, Gandhi,
0: to show how violent these people are that's mm. that's what i'm saying go ahead
4: oh i'm sorry i, I just got that reading uh, my government doesn't work by harry brown in great book like, yeah and he doesn't get like subjective in there you know it's it's ob- Objectivism—it's—it's facts, it's points, it's how the government works. It's a coercive force. We put these people in power; we should be able to take them out. You know, take them out of power. I don't mean out of the game of life. You know, just
0: (laughs) well. Here is an interesting situation, and I agree with you completely. And here is an interesting situation. You know, you've got Ed Brown. Are you familiar with him? Right. You've got Ed Brown, who's holed up in his house with his wife in Plainfield, New Hampshire, uh, awaiting. the hat to drop basically i mean he's got uh, he's armed uh, i don't know what uh, what sort of other things he's got on his upper floors but from the things he was saying when we were there he's got some surprises in store uh, for any federal government agent that's going to come and try to to uh, to arrest him i think in ed's case there are people that don't necessarily agree with what he's doing but i personally think that he is doing what he's got to do in his particular case he's not initiating force on them he's sta- standing back and saying hey I didn't hurt anybody. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life right here on on my property, and if you try to come after me, then I am going to try to hurt you as you try to come after me. So he's letting them continue to initiate the force on them, even though one could make the argument that they've already initiated force on him. He's saying, you come with guns, I'm firing back. So I think in that particular case... Ed, Ed Brown, uh, his response is appropriate. Would I engage in that particular behavior? I don't know. I don't think so, because I think that what the civil disobedience crowd here in New Hampshire is doing, with uh, just simply allowing the state to reveal itself for how violent it is, uh, I think it's it's that's a pretty powerful position to to come yep. from. A total position right. of nonviolence.
4: Right. Well, I know. Um. You know, of course, libertarian philosophy and um, the Second Amendment, and all that, and all clear states like this. There's, there's a lot of crime here going on in India, and I can't even read in the newspaper because uh, even, like, con- so-called conservatives, which mean, doesn't mean anything anymore, they're advocating, you know, oh, let's take the guns away, because obviously, you know, the streets are going to be more peaceful than no. Mm. Who's not going to give those guns away? Criminals, you know? Yep. And it's, um with more encroachment, and people just don't, they don't see it from a freedom-minded perspective,
0: you no. know? No, they sure don't. They have a difficult time seeing it. Which is why we need to get more Free Talk Live on there in India. You know, of course, yeah, we're on I'd, Saturday nights. I called so.
4: up two or three times for the program director and try to request it. There's actually,
0: it's, and it's good. If you haven't done it in the past uh, few weeks, they've switched program directors at WXNT now. So if you haven't talked to Scott yet, um, then you probably should. I haven't even talked to the new program director. So good luck. Uh, getting him on the phone. Any other? Uh, Mark, did you have anything well, you want to add? My thoughts
2: on it um, is: when does when does violence become legitimacy le- legitimate in um, right. a revolution? Is and that was the original question. And I think that um, you know if if the uh, freedom movement was to really catch on here in New Hampshire, which I believe it will, and we were able to sort of uh, get to the point where we're saying no to the federal government mm-hmm. on, in a great deal of uh, aspects, and somehow the government used force against us. Um, Use yeah, force that, that's against. what I mean.
4: I mean, it was kind of like these, you know. Um, well, I mean, you can go over the whole civil liberty issue with you know the Military Commissions Act, what SWAT teams are doing sure. nowadays, and all that. But it—that's um, what it would be. It'd be um, in
0: defense of yourself or private property. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's probably the most appropriate point. And, and I, I think there has Mark. to be a lot of PR behind it to make it
2: uh, to make it look legitimate I mean, in the eyes of everyone. Say again, Mark? Can you elaborate, Mark? Um, you just have to, you know, I mean, you, there's going through a lot of steps in the taking over of, uh, you know, uh, getting the freedom movement into the government here in New Hampshire and then uh, saying no to the federal highway I know you're money you're and also all that saying, other stuff.
0: You're also saying we've got to have our own media. That way it's not just CNN yeah. and Fox News trying to paint Ed Brown as a crackpot, or we've got yeah. our own media yep. that's saying, hey, we're, we're taking this from the right perspective. We're defending freedom. And, Mark, thank you for the great question and the great call. 800 259 is the toll-free number just enough time for your call if you make it now what's your answer on this question it's free talk live this is free talk live what you want toll free at 800-259-9231 that is the packet 8.net toll free line for you 1-800-259-9231 only moments remain but just enough time for your call if you make it now it's ian here with you and mark and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. We do ask, though, that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as over 365 of our listeners have done. They've uh, jumped on board for three bucks a 365? month. 365. Over 365. That's a bunch. Uh, I just processed through a whole bunch of them today, as a matter of fact, and uh, we had a brand new $50 a month amplifier, Sweet. which is incredible. Though all we ask for is 3 bucks, so the people that are giving us more, that's just their choice. They're just deciding to. Thank and God. It's, it's your choice anyways, because we give away all the features on our website for free. G- please, take the time out. Go to the big-name radio shows. Go to their websites, and just look at some of the features they're offering for money, and then compare them to all the things that we give away for free on our website. you people mm-hmm. be blown away. Um, So if you like our site, if you like Free Talk Live, you want to help promote the show, you want to help us get on more radio stations more often, then you really need to become a part of the Free Talk Live amplifiers. Go to AMP, A-M-P, that's amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get all the details there. You'll learn about how we're spending the money because this isn't going to paychecks. This money's coming right in and it's going right back out. Believe
2: me, it's not going to paychecks.
0: It's going right back out into promoting the show. It's getting us on more stations. It's getting us uh, more exposure on the Internet. And it's spreading the message of freedom and liberty. And I would dare say that it's spreading it more effectively than anyone else has ever done in the history of the libertarian movement.
2: Right. So pull all your money away from uh, the Libertarian Party and all those other libertarian groups and give it all to Free Talk
0: Live. Well, we just had one of our listeners, uh, caveman in Alaska. He pulled his money away, not from other libertarian groups, which isn't a bad idea necessarily, uh, but uh, he pulled his money away from World of Warcraft. He was spending $15 a month on a, on a video game, mm-hmm. and he decided that that would be money better spent with Free Talk Live. So he brought it over here. And Interesting conclusion he one of our inclusion came
2: modes. to there. I can, Which, you know, it's difficult for people to give up their things that they like in their life for, uh,
0: you know, to do the right thing, but it sounds like he did. we got to go to the phones to the fun. Let's talk to Joe in Atlanta. You're on Free Talk Live with the Mark. Hey, Joe.
12: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Good. I think I hear sirens in the background. You really are in Atlanta, aren't you?
12: <laughs> well, no, actually, I'm in Alpharetta, oh, okay. and I think that's somebody's car alarm that just keeps cycling
0: <laughs> It's on your over mind at tonight. the
12: daycare center across the street. I was kind of wondering the same thing you guys are. What's going to be the flashpoint? Oh, God. Uh, are, we, are, are we just the frog that's been slowly, you know, brought to boil, and we're just going to sit in front of our televisions while they collapse the dollar? We're just going to sit in front of our televisions while guys come around? with a staple gun and put a chip in our arm. We're just going to sit in front of our televisions and
2: veg. I'm well, kind of wondering. I don't know. The reason The reason um, that I moved to the Free State Project is because I believe that something like what you're talking about could happen. And actually, um, my goal is to prevent it, to make it so that we can, you know, somehow turn it all back. We want to, I do believe. We want to they, wake up the frogs and yeah, uh, get them to jump out well, of
12: that's, the pot. That's what, I, that's what I try to do, too, you know. And I, I mean, my, my MySpace page, myspace.com slash J-O-E-F-N-A, I'm constantly posting...
2: Stuff like this. I I, I w- would agree with you, and I did a lot. You know, I did some stuff like that. It's so, uh, an amount of activism, and I of course saw Ian do um, a great deal of activism. And what I came to the realization was, is it doesn't do anything. Um, that nobody well, gonna nobody responds. Doing, I'm going
12: to start. Yeah, but you know, I can't go off and start. You know, um, you know, shooting. Whatever
2: Oh hell no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm being, not suggesting shooting being, people. I'm suggesting moving to the know, Free State project in so yeah. that you don't have to go it's uh, shoot right. somebody right up there I moved down south I understand, but it's going to be I cold in the in casket they're going to put you in too.
12: Yeah, but at least I, at least i uh, I moved to another constitutional state. I moved to a state that does have a Senate resolution to say Georgia does not support the
3: SPP
0: yeah that's that's sure you can um, in any state you can probably find a little bit of good news. Mm-hmm. I mean Zach called at the start of the yeah. show with a little bit of good news from South Carolina and I hope that more states move in a pro liberty direction as we become more successful here in in New Hampshire. but I mean, I mean we moved from Florida to New Hampshire, so obviously I, the cold excuse I have no, yeah, work. yeah like I have a
9: nice
12: one of the nice things I saw down here was in the November election, there was a uh, amendment to the state constitution to challenge what the supreme court did in connecticut
2: okay um the uh, the you new know, the eminent london? domain thing the eminent domain yeah. L- new london case
12: yeah, yeah. No, that's... and you know the amendment was the em- eminent domain can only be for public use projects
0: yeah, well that's you know that's good to know. Um once again yeah. you're going to be able to get evidence of good things going on here and there. But yeah. uh, but I think generally and and to go back to what what you were saying is that nobody on this show is advocating violence um at no. at, at this point. It's completely inappropriate and it just will make you look like a crackpot loon. Right. They're going um, to they're you're going to
2: paint you like a lunatic if you do uh,
0: exactly. if something violent happens. Not to mention they exactly. are going to track your ass down and uh, and go after you as well. It and might
12: you know and and all being said it might be totally unnecessary with uh, some of the other things you see out there on the web like the twelfth planet and all of the pictures of it at sunrise. Um, There's the
2: twelfth planet. You
12: know and what's uh, What's expected or what's being predicted will happen to the Earth.
2: What do you think that the twelfth planet is going to do to the Earth?
12: The second time this. What is this, out, is this news to me? What's, what's
2: the name noise? of the twelfth planet? I
0: yeah, thought that they just um, down
2: downgraded Pluto from uh, from planetary status to uh, extra new, um, Newtonian uh, b- uh, planetary body.
5: Well, they
12: they can say that, but they really can't. You know.
2: Do you think that I mean, there's some kind of
12: conspiracy to... Uh... ...recognize back in Samaria as one of the planets?
0: Wait, so wait a minute. What's this have to do with the Earth? I, I, you, I'm, I'm completely lost on what you just said about... I, I think
2: we've jumped topics, but I'm, yeah, we, I'm interested. No, we have. We have. Okay. We
0: have.
12: But uh, I saw a recent out-there TV uh, thing with some woman who has a website called Zeta Talk, and she claims to channel aliens. But what's interesting I'd like to get her is, on the show. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is her site has a lot of pictures of the sun rising. And if the sun's rising on a particular cloudy day, mm-hmm. but that's not so totally overcast, you can't see the sun. But when the sun rises, you see a second gleaming body.
0: Okay, so you're basing, basing all this to... off of a crazy crackpot website th- and some let's, pictures let's say on that the that Internet? There is. No,
2: no, There's certainly um, other, an other an thing an things an out there that an one an could an call a planet. Condition. What My question that's is is, what thing. difference does it make? I mean, yeah. what what is happening on this twelfth planet that I need to be concerned with?
12: Well, what's happening is it's going to cross our um, orbital plane again. Then it's not a planet. Uh, it's a planet, supposedly a planet with an eccentric orbit.
0: Okay, so you're saying it's going, its gravitational pull is going to somehow affect uh, the Earth, and that's going to do what?
12: That's going to cause a polar shift.
0: All right. right.
2: And I've, so I've heard this. I've heard this theory that, that there shift, will be a polar shift.
12: Plates moving.
2: But we've had uh, polar shifts before, and the Earth's still around. Right. It probably and changed see, the climate a little bit. still
12: around, but does that throw us back to the Stone Age every time?
2: I don't know. I mean, oh, it's, oh, very it's, it's not going to make my car blow up, I can tell you that. I mean, I'm still, going to still have a car. And it's certainly not something no, that you should really even bother fretting over.
12: What are you going to do, do with the car if there's no infrastructure for transporting the oil and refining the oil
2: but why would the my point is is that i've got my infrastructure right so everybody else should sort of be able to keep a hold of their infrastructure
0: you know what if you're really that concerned with it you should build an underground bunker and the best place to do that's here in new hampshire thanks for the call we appreciate (laughs) it to the granite baby 800-259-9231 can you have basements in georgia um, I, I guess you can. I, would imagine, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm from You sure Florida. as hell can't do it in Florida. No, we, I know we, that We much. call
2: those indoor swimming pools when you have basements in Florida.
0: Let's talk to Mike in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line. Hello, Mike. Hey, uh, Mark kind
5: of stole my thunder at the beginning of that last call, but I don't think there will have to be a shot fired because we can get this Free Stock State project going, get a group of us out there uh, living together. I, I don't think not many people are even going to want to uh, mess with us and even if they did, we're much better to defend ourselves uh, together than having one or two people around shoot uh, right. government
0: people. Can you imagine? So, uh, can you imagine just for a moment? I mean, just look over to Iraq and look at uh, the the difference between wealth between Iraq and America, and look at how effective uh, effective the Iraqi insurgents are at essentially doing insurgent things. Um, they, they I just
2: don't think it'll come to any of that, though. I, the United I don't States, think it will either. The but United States government has did, to say, you know,
0: if we vote and we say, you know,
2: the, the state of New Hampshire votes and they say, well, we don't want to be involved in this particular program or whatever, they're gonna they're going to come rolling in and saying, all right, we got the guns and you're going to do what we want.
0: Heck no. No, I think it's very unlikely, and I agree if, with you, but if it were to happen... It's still the very distant possibility. If it were to happen, but then there's so much more wealth here. They would have so much of a more difficult time fighting their own countrymen than they than they even are having uh, over in Iraq, where they're having a hell of a time fighting against the ragtag insurgents. Even they understand that it's a
2: PR battle, and you can't just roll tanks into some place, you know, a sovereign state right. that has voted, um, you know and come to the conclusion they don't want to do such and such. You if the government do does
0: that. that, if the feds do that, it's over for them it on is. a nationwide basis. Mike, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. Not to mention it'd just be over for them just on a a house-to-house fighting basis. They wouldn't be able to handle it. We'll be back tomorrow night, and and I agree with you, it won't come to it. We'll do it with nonviolence because that's the, uh, the true solution. Back tomorrow night, online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.